Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man Podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man Podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Unregimented number 244. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. I'm President Reek. Hello. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we, we were just uh, struggling for things to talk about this show. Oh, yeah. Whatever will we get to. You know, let, let, I don't know if there's let, enough stuff to talk about. We'll lift the curtain just a little bit. Usually we spend 15, 20 minutes talking about ideas for the show, things that have happened over the last week, and it basically came to this. We know what we're going to talk about. Let's do it. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I mean, where, where do we start? The, the Helsinki meeting where Trump and Putin went into a room for two hours. Uh, Putin removed Trump's penis and then paraded him around in front of the press. Spouting Putin's lies. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even know disturbing. where to begin. I don't know where to begin with this. There are so many things that are that, that have happened with this. It's like we've never seen anything like this before. Well, have you ever seen anyone ever actively campaign against their bookie? <laughs> Why would we start now? You remember remember the all the accusations that Obama was a secret Muslim and it was controlled by Muslims. Oh, remember it when was, it was, it was, well, no, no, it was just, it was yeah. actually strange to see a president almost get like, like, like be, be controlled like a marionette. And, he, and so, and I mean, his body language even was like hunched really over amazing. and, you know the one th- the one part of the uh, the speech or whatever the fuck it was the joint press conference whatever you want to call yeah. it was when he w- he said there was there was an inflection that really every time I hear it it continues to stand out to me it's when he was very strong and powerful yeah, there's something about that word when he says powerful that reeks <laughs> that's that that word's going to be used a lot in this show kids <laughs> you reek get used to it but it reeks of of exactly what you just said rich of a marionette it reeks of someone who's been emasculated someone who is not advocating for himself or who he should be he's trying to sell something it was like he was talking to children the the ultimate irony is that the right love to call people cucks <laughs> and i mean this was the most blatant example of our president being treated like a cuck that I, I've ever remembered in 41 years on this I, planet. It's never happened before. That, yeah, that's what I'm just, saying. For all the shit it's with not Obama. Just our, and, yeah. It's, it's not just our lifetime, man. This has never happened. It's so out of character. It's so out of the, the bounds 
of acceptable American presidential behavior. It's never come close to this. Jimmy Carter was probably the biggest pussy we had as a president, right? He would never, ever, ever have looked across from who was uh, premier then, Bruce, uh, Brezhnev. That would have never happened, ever. And, and it probably would be, he would have been impeached if it had. <laughs> You're not, I'm, I'm, that is not hyperbole. And go back and look at the photos of Obama meeting Putin. And look at the body language of Putin and Obama. Obama, first of all, is right up on Putin, looking down at him. Putin's not even making eye contact. And I, I, I found it funny that the, the, the hardcore Trump supporters, the, he can do no wrong. There's still no proof of anything. We don't know what you're talking about. He took back everything he said. He misspoke. Get over it. They literally have photoshopped that photo to have Putin... Looking up at Obama and Obama averting eye contact and are trying to pass that. And it's a bad Photoshop. And they're trying to pass it off as a legit photo. I've seen the original for years, you <laughs> stupid fucks. Yeah. Well, we, you can't, yeah, we still remember. It doesn't it matter, though, does it? It doesn't matter. That's it's like that's like if I looked at the picture of the moon or the, a picture of the moon landing and he's holding an MTV flag. And I said, oh, though, that's the legit one. I've seen the other it one was pushed. <laughs> Yeah, that, isn't that well, really the big story here, though? I mean, there are, there are a lot of big stories here. The, but, the reaction to it? Is yeah, that... yeah, I think right. so. Because this should be. I mean, if, if there's any question in your mind, if you're a sane, rational, questioning human being who wants to base anything in reality, you have got to question now whether there's some validity, some teeth to the collusion claim or the, the idea that Putin has something on Trump financially. Or otherwise, that is the only rational exp explanation for him behaving like an, a Soviet agent on the world stage. It's the, well, I, 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 I think he owes some money. Alternatives. I, 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 I don't care. I, I, that's not my point uh, yet. It will be, <laughs> but that that is the only thing that plausibly makes sense. One of those things, and it, it, I don't see how you can't see that. But yet, like you said, Rich, you're, you're dead on with this. People choose not to. They will sit here and they will defend this. The patriots. These are the patriots. These are the supposed nationalists. And they're going to abandon that to well, stay loyal behind their demagogue. You're just not smart enough to understand geopolitical relationships and why we should be friends with Putin and, and Russia. Okay, well, that's fair. That's, that's what the... That's, I, I know what you're doing. I, I, I get it. So just answer me this, then. How can, you, how can, then how can you defend? I get that. How can you defend your president emasculating your country right. before Putin? They, they just gloss right over it. Well, you know, well, he's just... Go ahead. Having, having a... I don't want to say friendship. Having a decent relationship with Russia is fine. That... Was I've seen I've seen dogs that are battered that show more backbone than another he good visual. He looked like a battered dog, didn't he? Well, that's the thing. Like this idea that he can come out and just say, "Well, it, I said wouldn't." I said would when I should have oh, said wouldn't. So fucking childish, right? As if that changing that one word would rephrase the whole context of everything that he said in that press conference. It's, you don't even have to Nobody take it that misunderstood. Far. Nobody was kind of gray as to where he stood on the, on the issue. He was with Trump and against 
the U.S. and our own intelligence agencies. You don't even have to go that far with it. I mean, it's, it's the insult to the intelligence of anyone, anyone over the age of seven, who believes that. Mm-hmm. That he would expect anybody to, oh, oh, I meant to say what? <laughs> okay. You don't even have to take it that far. You don't have to justify and give the excuse credence. It's a childish excuse. I have this game I play with my girlfriend, okay? And I'll sit here and I'll say under my breath or something, God, you're a bitch. And she'll hear the itch part and I'll say, what? She'll say, what you calling me? And I said, no, 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 I just said I had an itch. It's the same fucking game. You know, I do it and play it around with her, but he's taking this to a geopolitical level. I didn't, I meant to say wouldn't. How stupid do you think we are? And again, I'm afraid for an answer because it's working. We've given him reasons to think so. Well, you wouldn't I, try it if you didn't think it would work. How stupid are you willing to be then? <laughs> it's it's really how loyal are you? Like here, he's he's giving his base something. Here's some cover that you oh you just don't understand. You're not smart enough to understand this relationship. And it's working. Isn't it? It's working. It's working as far as allowing people to continually blindly support this president, even though they may. You have to figure at this point. They understand Russia's involvement, and they don't care because they appreciated the help defeating liberals. Yeah, that's it exactly, isn't it? It's the holy war analogy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I mean, forget forget collusion. Forget uh, the any idea that Trump may owe money or that Putin has a P-tape on him or whatever. Take that meeting just on its face and look at how weak we looked. That is an ineffective leader, an ineffective leader, I should say. It goes he beyond should that. Not, he should be removed from office because he's, he can't do the fucking job, the basics of the job, which is representing his country. There, there's another level to this. Did you guys see today, in the last few hours, where he uh, sent Sarah Huckabee Sanders out to announce that he's inviting Putin to Washington for a second meeting this fall? During the midterms, it's also been announced or leaked, however you want to look at it, that these supposed attacks, real or unreal, it's been announced that the, the, the Russian attacks on the electoral process as far as trying to influence and so divide within the country prior to the election is going to continue unabated into this election cycle. So think about this. Not only did he emasculate our president in Helsinki, he's going to come here at the height of the election season and stand next to Trump in Washington, D.C., while he is still continuing to attack our electoral system, our our democratic processes. However you want to look at it, whether you agree with it, whether you think we did it or we didn't do it, think about what that says. Think about the optics of that, that he's going to be in Washington, D.C., with with Trump's thumb up his ass during the election during the fall. What does that say? There's a P tape. That's what that says to me. Beyond that, what is it? There's something, buddy. What does it say? What does it say about Putin's standing in the world as opposed as as compared to ours? This is there's something. Actions are uh, actions are more than words. It says that uh, Putin's more powerful. It says that it 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 is. There are no words here for what this means. He, has, he is literally, I, I, I can't think of a better example, literally cannot think of a better example than Reek. And what's the other character in Game of Thrones? The one that uh, cut Reek's junk off? Um, 
I can't remember his name. Whatever his name is, when we figure it out, that's what we need to start calling Putin. Because that's what he's done. That's what he's doing. If he steps foot in the nation's capital while he's still trying to tinker with the elections, it's, it's nothing to do with votes. It's, it's jacking around with propaganda, basically it pump, pumping propaganda into the electoral system. Yeah. And so we can divide. If he's still doing that, and we're letting him do that, and he sets foot in Washington, D.C. any time near November, that's the status that we've descended to. Stop by Home Depot between the airport and the White House, get a wheelbarrow for his balls. Uh, (laughs) The the guy with huge balls from Russia is here. He said something about the election, and he needs a wheelbarrow. Look, nobody's ever going to say anything, and nobody's ever going to compare Putin to a little girl. (laughs) That's for sure. The man knows what he's doing. He's calculated. He's smart. He (laughs) he keeps taking his shirt off. (laughs) He can you going to stop him? <laughs> he's, the, he's the Matthew McConaughey of politicians. Yeah, well. <clears throat> but no, I look, I've been kind of taking a wait-and-see uh, approach to the whole collusion. You know, did Russia meddle? How deep did it go? Et cetera, et cetera. That just looked like literally two kids who got away with something and one has like the, the the dark triad of personality traits, and the other one is the is the follower. It's it, it, and 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 it, I, I just I, I was like, okay, any doubt that something happened has been removed. I don't I want, know what the but only it's thing been removed. The only thing I want to hear is what alternative is there for? Because the the media, in its hysterics this week, has made one point consistently throughout through different networks different uh, guests on shows, and it's a very good one, is he insults everyone. He's insulted Angela Merkel. He shit on the queen (laughs) this week, apparently. I don't know exactly what happened. Somehow he shit on her cheek, right? But he will not, for the life of him, stand up and say anything about Vladimir fucking Putin. He shits on everybody. He always has. He has not said one negative word about this man. That's the, uh, so give me an alternative to that scenario, Rich. That, that there has to be something. Either he has something or there was something that happened. It's the, yeah, only, the re- only plausible thing. Reminds right. me of, he reminds me of a lot of bullies I knew in school who were the you know, badasses and picked on everybody until the real bully of the school right. showed up. And then it right. was kiss-ass to the real bully time. It was, it was, it was like, what is, it, what is it, Warner Brothers cartoon with the big dog that walks and it's all quiet and the little dog's hopping around like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get him, how's Spike, how's Spike, we're going to get him, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a prison relationship. <laughs> right, but he, he's acting Give me like a this. fucking sandwich, this ain't no, no after-school special trope, give me that shit. <laughs> Even when he gets back in the U.S., he's still acting like a bitch. I mean, yeah. it, it, during that, it, it, he had to come out, just two days after this meeting, where he's like, oh, I figured out why everyone's confused. I said would instead of wouldn't, right? And then is asked, <laughs> okay, so if you're admitting now that it obviously was Russia that was it was interfering in our elections, then are they still doing it? His response, no. No. Right? So then... Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to come out the next day and say, well, he was saying no as in, I'm not going to answer any questions. See, this is one that I will take exception with that. I did see the tape of that, and I actually sort of agree with their take on it. Because that, to me anyway, 
from what I saw watching it on television, the, the reporter asked the question, and he basically, to me anyway, it looked like he said, no, you're not, a- you're not asking that question. Next. That's what I got out of it, because then the, the, whoever was in charge of the press conference or whatever the hell it was decided to yank the reporter and throw him from the room. Right. I did actually take it that way. But the thing that gets me about Fair. continuing interference in the elections is that the budget to fight this, has, uh, what, I, I, I saw somewhere today that it's been zeroed out. Mm-hmm. As if, as if I, I mean, are we surprised? I mean, I'm not surprised anymore at anything. As long as Russia's vote Republican. Yeah, give me. I, I want you to guys to play devil's advocate here and give me an alternate scenario. Everything we've seen, everything that's happened. I mean, what else can there be? Blah blah blah. Right. Something about national safety. I mean, isn't that what this? Isn't that what that side will come up with? <laughs> Blah, 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 national security. I don't don't give a shit what they're going to come up with. I want you guys to play devil's advocate for 10 seconds and give me something else. Isn't that the only thing you could logically logically come up with for somebody? Like it would have to be along those lines? I can't logically come up with anything. That's why I'm asking the question. I can't. National security. Right. I mean, Chris, you've been the naysayer on this issue predominantly. I mean, not that you can't be swayed to. Uh, he's been skeptical. He's been helpfully he's been skeptical. Very, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just saying. I mean, I've, I've tried to keep this whole thing at an arm's length because, for starters, it sounds like he thinks we're fucking stupid. But then everything's an eleven to the other side. I've tried to keep this whole thing at an arm's length. But I just saw, like, told you, quite honestly, that looks like somebody who owes somebody money, like or something. Just oh, or something. Action. There's something, or there's a P tape. Or somebody knows something, or he's got his pictures of him with his so old lady, or some put, put dudes, your, or something. Put, put your skeptical little white hat on, and give me something from your perspective, Chris. You've been here. I'm not. I'm not being a, a, accusatory or anything like that. I mean, I've kind of been here myself. I, I, I really want, especially from your point of view and your perspective, and where you come from, being the the no man a lot of times. What else is there? The what only you thing see that I said that I could come up with somebody who's trying to actually talk to rational people. It would have to involve something that involves national security. Can I come up with something at the moment? No, because I'm ignorant on the situation at the moment. But it, it, off my top of my head, nothing. If I was going to try to lie to you, I would go along national security and pray on your fear. So we're pretty much, are we all four now, finally, pretty aligned on this? What's kind of the way I... I look at it as he's got something is remember there's a lot a lot of big china talk before he got elected yeah. and now he got elected and he seen the receipts of who we owe a lot of money to he don't talk shit about china no more i mean that's kind of that's kind of where my head's at with this no he started a Those trade are the war. actions of somebody who owes yeah. somebody he's, money he started a trade war with china this is this this plays into the narrative that i'm talking about he's actually uh, put uh, tariffs and stuff on chinese imports he has taken action. He's fucked with China. He will not fuck with Russia. He will not fuck with Putin. He will fuck with every other big dog in the cage but that one. Why? Well, I, I mean, the, the best case scenario outside of you just don't understand this, that any take that I saw was that he was just cowed by Putin. He just respects him so much, right? This is a man who respects strong leaders, and that's what Putin is. <laughs> What the fuck is Kim Jong-un? Rocket right. man. That, no, I'm with you, because that's the first thing I thought. is like, hey, we've seen plenty of meetings with him and strong leaders. Yeah. And he certainly, you know, he was very friendly towards Kim Jong-un. But 
he's talked a lot of shit about him up into that meeting as well. Yeah, yeah. Where's he's the, where's never his... said one peep about Right, that's exactly Putin. what I was going to say. Where's his rocket man mo- moment with Putin? Yeah. He's kissed his ass from the get-go, he's been, guys. That's, just a, that's all there is to it. We, can play, this, we can play this, we can play this, play devil's advocate game, but the point is, is that it's a fool's game. Look, because he's given, us, he's given us nothing to... To, to base even playing devil's advocate on. That is exactly my point. That's why I want to play it. I want to get it the fuck out of the way. Because at this point moving forward, it is. It's a, it's a fool's game. Because uh, there, I, I don't see it. I, I le- legitimately want to see it, but I cannot come up with anything. Right. The idea of why he's compromised by Putin and Russia is kind of moot at this point. We've seen the evidence that he right. is compromised in some fashion. In a way be. that that's detrimental to our comp- our country's security and and our independence. So, I, I I'm I've been my jaw has been open, like just dropped, in so many different aspects of this thing for the last two or three days. Yeah, that I don't know. And it doesn't. You know, the thing that gets me is that we talked a lot about the other side. We talk a lot about the left. A lot of uh, uh, for a good portion of a lot of these shows, and it doesn't change any of that either. This doesn't mean. I mean, the, the 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 left and the media has been caught up in hysterics over this all week. And yeah, it like you think the the the, the stormtroopers are marching down the street as we think. Oh, here we go. They're they're changing the flag at midnight to the hammer and the sickle. They're treating it like it's their nine eleven moment, right? And I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm trying to pick a direction to go here because I got caught up in the, the hysterics of the media coverage there for about a day, day and a half and found myself waking up pissed off and even more cynical than I was three days ago. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the bottom line is this. It doesn't change anything we were talking about a week ago at all. And this yeah. just further highlights how fucked, 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 F-U-C-K apostrophe D we are. Where in the fuck are you supposed to go now? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, this, there's no place to hide. No, it, this is this is just this is as blatant and out in the open as I've ever seen any world leader just be a kiss ass. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ! Well, go back and look at footage of of, of surrender Germany and Japan surrendering in World War II, and they weren't this fucking. They weren't kissing as much ass. They had some dignity about them. They dropped nuclear bombs on them, motherfuckers. Yeah, they had some dignity about them, didn't they? Exactly. There was no dignity at that podium the other day, whatsoever. This seems to be a turning point for some Republicans, but none of them that are going to remain in office, apparently. Right. Nobody who feels like their job is on the line is willing to stand up to him on this issue. And as a matter of fact, I mean, look at the response we saw. Right before this meeting... We had the indictment of, what was it, 12 Russians that were involved in trying to hack our election. Right the, after this meeting... And the arrest of the woman who was involved with the NRA as well. That's what, Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Right after this meeting, uh, they arrest this woman who was in the U.S. They, they were able to... She's actually uh, probably in court as we speak. And, you know, this is a woman who was funneling uh, money through the NRA... To give to Republican Party to the to the Republican Party, also uh, you know just trying to uh, peddle influence, you know make connections, all this, and 
the, Repu the Republicans' response to this is to immediately try and push through a law that says, well, these, uh, these donors like the NRA that raise money, they no longer have to report their major donors to the IRS. That, that bill passed, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but you don't think no the other side would do shit what? like that? What? You don't think the other side would ever be I, guilty of that? That's the point. Shit. This is the whole fucking point, Chris, that there is nowhere to go here. Everything we talked about last week, about rising the, the, the rise and the gurgling forth of communism, right? You can't... There, there's no alternative to that because there's, they're not the alternative to this. Do you see what I'm saying? There's no, no place there to are. go. No, no there, there, I think there is because... <laughs> oh, really? You know, you, okay, to say, doesn't the, wouldn't the other side do this? That's pure conjecture, okay? The other but side... We're upset the politicians are being, politi are being politicians... No, we're upset that some politicians have sold themselves out to another country and is selling our country out to another country. But it, that's the, the Democrats aren't doing now. that. It doesn't matter. No. Remember, it's about it winning. So it doesn't. So you, what you have, okay, what you, what you're offering, what you're we offering is a choice. If we were looking at a situation where the where Democrats were actually looking for another country to help them win elections, and yeah, I would say you have a point. But the Democrats aren't doing that. And you can't just say, well, wouldn't they do the same thing because they play the same dirty politics? He was saying that about the NRA, though, as far as covering their no, ass. No, with... Aaron was correct. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I would challenge the, um, I guess, the, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding what you're saying. We're talking over each other a little bit here, so I apologize for that. But it, it, it seems to me like we have a choice now between one party, one group that's in power right now, that's selling us out to the Russians, correct? That's basically yes. supplement us, uh, uh, sort of uh, on Vladimir Putin's leash. Well, on the other hand, based on everything we've talked about for the last three weeks, yeah, maybe the Democrats aren't selling themselves out to the Russians, but also we have to worry about this attack on the culture of free speech, rule of law, innocent till proven guilty. How is this a fucking choice? They just turn into them. They, they turn into what they hate. How is it a choice? How is this an alternative? How is this rotted hut any better than this one? I mean, it doesn't change anything that we talked about last week and have been talking about for a long time. The, 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 the Democrats di didn't just become pristine because they're not this guy. This is the problem. We have no choice here. Cool. Well, <laughs> I, I, I guess that was directed at you, Aaron, because I, 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 I don't see one. Yeah, I, well, I, I know. I, we've had this Is conversation Is that a record for already, stunned silence? 26 minutes? <laughs> we haven't had this conversation yet because this is brand new. The details have changed a little bit this week. Well, no, I was, because I was going to say we don't know what the alternative is yet, right? I mean, there's plenty of, of uh, people who are starting to throw their proverbial hat into the ring, and some of them are you know, extreme left-wing identity politics candidates, and some of them are just the same crusty old Democrats. I, Who are the crusty old Democrats? Oh, well, Joe Biden's name's still being tossed around. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is probably going to So do you again. think there's still a prayer? after Again, after everything we've talked about the last few weeks, keeping that in context, I remember it. Do you still think that there's a chance that this, the Democrats, the liberals... Based on everything we've seen with the Tea Party in the last 10 years, do you think the Green Tea Party is suddenly going to moderate itself in the face of what Trump's doing? 
or are they going to push themselves further and further off toward the radical fringe? What do you think is more likely to happen based on everything you've seen culturally and politically? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, I'm expecting them to run an anti-Trump or what they see as the anti-Trump. Where's the choice then? Well, it's, it's a horrible choice, but I would still make it. Yeah, I would, I would still <laughs> vote against Trump. We're fucked. Yeah, well. <laughs> Pick your poison, right? Freedom of speech, rule of law, innocent until proven guilty, militant feminism, making us the persecuted class in the country, or this. How do we win? Well, you know, it's, I mean, that's not a platform. Nobody's running on those specifically. I know what you're so talking have we been about. Full of shit? Have we been full of shit? I mean, every week no. we've been talking about these things? They haven't changed. I know. I, I, I'm agreeing with you, and I agree that it's still dangerous. Okay, Aaron, but hold and on a sec. Hold, just bear with me for a second. You're absolutely right. I have not seen anyone who is a legitimate candidate to run for president come out and run on these, these issues exactly as, as Todd put them. But we mm -hmm. all know the, 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 the subtext is there. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the truth is is that when you, when you hear shit like, you know, make, you know, straight white men, whatever, the, uh, uh, Todd, what did you, what was the exact term you used? I don't want to misquote you. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Making, making straight the white persecuted men. persecuted class. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, the oppressed, yeah, the persecuted, yeah, the persecuted class. Sorry. Okay, here's the deal. They know they're not going to do that to the fucking people who are actually in power. So they're going to do it to the people that they can do it to, the people who have no power, who have no recourse. They just have to put up with it. All right. And, I mean, the sad part is, is that there's a lot of people that will go along with it in the name of just, you know, fair play. I mean, it, 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 it's think of, think of all the black comedians that get up on, on stage and start going, you know, white people do this. And we're like, uh, yeah, we do. We're evil. <laughs> we just go along with the shit. Because why? Because it's just jokes, right? Now you have you wear khakis that high. Not he's yet. right. But the problem is now you have people who are taking the shit seriously, and they're starting to they're starting to back candidates who they who are telling them what they want to hear, and it's just it's once again, you know, oh, we're going to call it democratic socialism. We're not going to call it communism. And then if you if you say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, some of these ideas you're coming up with sound an awful lot like communism. The first words out their mouth is what? You don't know the difference between socialism and communism? <laughs> Did really? Stalin? Stalin called what he, his system socialism as well. I mean, and, so. and on top of that, they hide behind, they, they splinter off into so many subgroups. It's like, you know, Christians describes a group of believers, but then there's Baptists, Southern Baptists, First Baptists. Right, right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? That's, that, that, that's another way they... they divide their numbers up and, and, and just like dilute the fucking message. Right. Let's not steer too far off though. I mean, I, I, what I, what I'm trying to, to get, I guess maybe primarily from Aaron. I mean, I, I again, he's the, he's the optimist here. And so therefore I'm, I'm picking on him as a target <laughs> and I apologize for that, but everything you're saying is right. And I think we've, we've all, all four of us have established a common agreement, I think on this over the course of the last few weeks and few months. And just because something happened this week doesn't make that somehow 
acceptable. So I, I just, if this is the case, and this is the trend we're seeing, we expect the politics to follow the trend as it did with the Tea Party, leading to Trump. How else can this go? Well, I mean, you're talking about this like this is a road that they've already gone down. This is an option for the Democrats that it looks like they're going to pick. Yeah. You still give them hope. I, well, I, where else am I going to put my hope? Need hope. Right? The, yeah. No, any, no, you're any, right. You're any right. hope that the Republicans would pull their heads out of their asses and stand up for our, their own country is gone. That's beyond the pale. There's, there's, no, there's nothing that this president could do that could make them turn on, the, on him. No. So, yeah. so I yeah, guess, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to have any hope. Your response to uh, what choice do we have is, well, what other choice do I have? I can, I can despair. I can uh, drop out completely. I mean, you know, we've, I've said this before, too, but uh, not voting is a valid choice, especially when you're handed very horrible choices. But in this case, it may be, I may be looking at a very horrible choice in 2020, mm-hmm. but I, I would, it would, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine the 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 liberal candidate being so extreme that I wouldn't know what to do. I can't. I can definitely imagine that. I mean, I guess I could imagine it. I just don't think it's that. I don't think it's a a high percentage reality. If someone comes out saying that having your penis is a crime, I bet you'd care. Yes, but they're not, and they don't, and they won't. I mean, like, I I understand, like the. These are real fears of things that we're talking about, the way that the, the, our society seems to be heading. But, you know, it's, the fact that the Republicans are under the thumb of the Russians is real and happening now. So it's the more direct threat. What's the, well... To what, though? Yeah. How has your life changed since the Helsinki summit? I mean, I get the drought. That's not that. No, give it. Get, he's he's on to something there, Aaron. <laughs> he really is because it 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 takes a. It, you may have to stretch and 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 yank your hamstrings a little bit to get there, but he's right in one aspect that the biggest threat to our lives comes from the cultural changes leading to political changes that affect actual, tangible, day-to-day freedom. Mm-hmm. In that sense, in that, in that one specific sense, he's not wrong there. That where if you have to start watching what you say and they start turning things into speech crime, and they still, you know, it, once you start, I said this last week, once you start attacking the culture of free speech and the culture of innocent until proven guilty, habeas corpus, things like that, it's not that far to get people to legislate that. It doesn't take much. And that, no, I and think... Uh, just just to finish the point, and, and if, if I'm speaking wrong for you, Chris, fine, please feel free to correct me, but I think that, to us, is a more direct day-to-day threat, <clears throat> I, I, it, it pains me to say this, than what happened in Helsinki today, or this week. I just, I, but it's still a possibility versus when what other I other legislatures, when other lawmaking bodies and law enforcement start making decisions for us, then I'll be concerned that my way of life is going to be threatened. But I mean, the grand scheme of things, like it's, that's why I've kept it. I, I know I'm jaded to the situation. I mean, I've kind of kept it at arm's length because, you know, I, 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 I've read the room with this podcast. You know, I know when, you know, I, I, 
I know when I'm outgunned, but it's just eh, like I don't know. And I got other shit going on that I want to get into on the podcast. It's kind of giving me perspective on how much of the shit really doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, so well, here's let me. You know, I don't know. I, I've been I've been thinking this. According to so many <clears throat> different, probably minority amounts of people, you know, I would like to think they're in the extreme minority. They're just very vocal. Supposedly, the perfect person for all four of us is in power in this country, which is a white male who wants to keep the white supremacist patriarchal system in place, not only keep it in place, but strengthen it and turn us into basically a white nationalist country. Now, these are what these people will say. Now, here's my question. How have all our lives improved since Trump's been in office? I haven't changed a bit. I, and I used to pose the same question to the people yeah. on the right when Obama became, was in. Mine's how, become how, better, technically. I became property owner. That's <laughs> how I look at it, I guess. But, I mean, through, his, through direct result of his actions... How has our lives changed? No, it goes back for the all better the way, or for the worse. All the way to George Bush. My life didn't change a bit under Bush, Obama, or this president. I was still, you know, <laughs> my life depended on the choices I made and what I did. Still do. That's. I I could argue I'm paying a lot more for health insurance than I did in 2008, but that's, that's what pretty I was much the, the only change. Well, I refuse to buy it, so <laughs> that hasn't changed for me. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's that's. <laughs> That's one. That's one tangible example. It's a good one. Of how yeah. things under changed under Obama. But I used like to ask I'm paying double. Right, well, I used to ask people on the right constantly. How many times have the cops shown up at your doorstep to 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 take your guns away from you? Has anybody passed a law saying that you have to you return today? guns? And they're like, "Oh uh, no, never." How many times did it happen under Clinton? Never. Okay. I, I mean, ultimately. How many times are you still going to keep believing the same line from the Republicans that the Democrats are going to take your guns away? Exactly. I mean, this whole, and to me, it's the same panic on the right now with we're going to lose our culture. What Mm -hmm. culture? Okay, if you really want to get down to it, America's supposed to be a giant melting pot. It doesn't. It doesn't lend itself to a, a, a dominant culture. It's just like when people go, we're a Christian nation. Show me anywhere in any of the Founding Fathers' documents where they mention Christ. They endowed, well, endowed by our Creator. Okay, they never once mention Christ. You cannot, right. according to Christians, be a Christian unless you believe in Christ. Right. That is the whole point of Christianity. Right. Just and that's the science. Yeah. So, well, I mean, once, once again, I, I get where, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Chris, when you're like, like, you know, you said in a group chat earlier today, hey, I just looked outside, the sky's still up in the air, it's not falling. Because we've been, we, we are, and, you know, Todd, you might disagree with this, because I think we've, we think one-on-one talks we've disagreed before necessarily to how much the media plays a factor in it. You believe they're more giving us what we want. I oh, yeah. believe, I believe it's a mixture of that and them going, we know if it bleeds, it's going to lead, and, and people don't want to hear the fucking human interest story until the end of the night. That's the same thing. We're, so that's, you're saying exactly what I said. If it bleeds, it leads, because that's what people want. That's exactly how I outlined it in that podcast. Is that That's what people want. They want sensationalism. They want tribalism. They want to feel like they're part of the chosen ones. The promised people. <laughs> however you want to look at it, whatever biblical context you want to put it in. But that's, yeah, it's, it's, you're saying the same thing, I think. You know, yeah, the I, problem I, is they'll make that decision based on... It's not, it, but it's really ultimately what I'm getting at is they're 
they're more cynical than that. It's not, oh, this is what the people want. Let's give them what they want. It's this is what will put asses in front of the TV so we can sell fucking well, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, if people don't want it, you're not going to put the eyeballs in front of the dick pill trough. All right. But, okay, so the idea, you know, I've asked the question, how has my life changed, right? Yeah. This has never affected the way I vote. I, honestly, I've never voted because of somebody's tax policy, economic policy. I mean, maybe uh, the, their overall concept of, uh, you know, whether it's uh, I'm definitely for being part of the global economy more, more so than the isolationist policies that Trump holds. But I've never voted because I felt like I'm going to have a better opportunity to get a better job or I'm going to pay less taxes or anything like that. You know, and yeah, my life probably isn't going to change from president to president unless something really drastic happens. I've almost always voted on social issues. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know That's a lot fair. of people, I, mean, I know a lot of people do vote in their in, I don't want to say that I'm, I'm like magnanimous, like I'm not voting in my own self-interest. It's just, you, you, you know. You a bigger picture in mind. Right. I'm not keeping track of how much tax and, the government and, is taking out of my check because they're taking out, you know, is they're taking out what they're going to fucking take out anyway, right? Right. Until I'll find year. a way to make it work out either way. I don't feel like any economic policy has greatly affected my life where I'm like, great, now I have to like give up this or not do that or right yeah until this year i pretty much was in the same boat and uh when i was in the the liberal tribe that was kind of how i thought you know and i have never uh, i think up until the last six eight months thought in terms of my own self-interest and protecting it but that's kind of where i think i see this whole thing going and i, I feel like we're going back to what we've been talking about every week now and I don't want to hijack it too far down that road, but I feel like now I have to sort of look out for my group. I've kind of been forced into a tribe here. You know, I, I, I passed this thing along uh, to you guys in the group chat that I found a quillette about the, uh, the, the anti-tribalist tribe, and that if you force people into identity politics and force them to choose something, either in a positive or a negative way, in other words, if you start attacking a group, those, that group is going to band together. Hmm. If you feel like you're under attack, you're going to band together with other people in that group. And all of a sudden, you're tribalized. Identity politics, however you want to look at it. I feel like that's where it's going. That we're being sort of demonized to the point now where, you know, I have to look out for this now. I've never felt like that in my life. See, I don't, because I know math. Like, well, we've analyzed the census statistics. Like, you know... We get down to ten percent of the population. I'll be worried. But, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're right. You're you're not taking the the Sam Harris route, right? In that it was Ezra Klein and Sam Harris in this article that they were right. where, that right. the article was describing a podcast conversation that they were having. And Chris, I don't and, know if you read that article, but that's exactly where the article went. I don't right. know if you read that, but that's you're you're not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So I. Uh, you know, Ezra Klein was trying to basically say that Sam Harris not only should take a side in in some sort of identity politics, but he already has by certain stances that he has. No. And and Sam no. Harris refused to to be put in that group. Instead, I mean, 
when you say that you're forced to defend your own, then you're basically then the uh, the example of Ezra Klein here is the person who's making you pick a side instead of choosing what the uh, author of the article calls a sea American or uh, well, sea Amer- C- America is still. Citizen America, yes, see America, right? Yeah, it's it's still it's still though, is you're still picking that tribe. You have to pick something uh, maybe at some point. Just, no, no, well, you're no, but it's, thing here because I like halfway and unplugged. But like, you try to marginalize me all you want. I've seen the census figures. Like, I ain't worried. I don't again. Think it goes read the article. It goes into all of that. You're gonna have to endure a lot of really fuzzy math but it does go into that right and, and he but points no. out tldr todd just, TLDR. Just, to put, just to put this to bed it, it according part of the article chris no 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 just this aspect of it just to put the, the the aspect of that to bed is that he also points out in this article that this is a very very poor electoral strategy for democrats because it's exactly what you're talking about chris mm-hmm that he doesn't have the numbers. The Democrats don't have the numbers to split people up and split people up and split people up and still win elections if there's an alternative, an alternative group with which people can right, identify so, something larger than sex, race, something like well, that. I, I guess That's, the question for me, for you, Todd, is like who is, who's your side? Like who are these, who do you want to defend? Other than just saying I'm an American, I believe in these rights, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to vote on, and and that's my stance. It, who are the people that you feel like you have to team up with and help defend? Whoever is going to stand up for simple, fundamental American values. I'm not talking about right. the, the flag, and I'm not talking about religion. We do have a culture. We have a heritage that's based on freedom of speech, freedom of religion, the rule of law, innocent until proven guilty, all sorts of shit that people fought for a, a long time, and not in this rah-rah, revolutionary war, World War II, ooh, well, yeah, go us kind of way. This is, this is some, these are ideas that were, thought, were fought for over centuries. Yeah. And that's, the, that, that's where my, my fundamental, uh, I guess, concern lies. Whoever is going to defend at least that, because that's the thing that's going to affect me and my dad, we already have it, man. I told you guys about that video that I, I, I made five or six years ago from the radio station, right? And I, I told you I was afraid to post it now because I thought this guy from 15 fucking years ago was going to be retroactively skewered for something he said then. Now, that has changed. That, has, that is a direct effect on my life. I am now afraid to post something funny that will be taken out of context and used against someone to further an agenda. That is a change. Absolutely. I was listening to NPR. There was a comedian who did it who was on Fresh Air, and he was uh, Bo Burnham, or something like that. I can't remember exactly his name, but they played, a song, they played a song from 2006 of his basically describing because he was a theater geek. He was kind of a soft-spoken guy when he was in high school. Everybody just assumed he was gay. So it was kind of a funny song about how everyone just assumes he's gay. Yeah, that was me in high school. <laughs> and when Terry, Gross, when Terry Gross played it, he said, I can't even put the headphones on. I didn't even want to listen to it because I, I just, it, the landscape of the world has changed so much in just 12 years. I, I, I could offend someone with that song. I, 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 like, it, it shows like how deeply insensitive I was. And etc. And and I'm going, oh my no. god, dude! It's yeah. a, oh, 
The world changed, not you, Terry Gross. You're the same Terry Gross. You, you're, no, you're it's not Terry Gross. It's Bo Burnham. But yeah. it, anyways, but 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 I understand exactly what you're saying, Todd. And yeah, so no, this this is think about that. Twelve years. That is a drop in the fucking bucket. Look, where man, it takes to take decades oh, for that type of shit to happen. I, now it just takes. A decade. Yeah, and it, we, it, talk, it goes back to, I was doing classic rock radio 15 years ago, and it's the Dire Straits song, Money for Nothing. I was playing that song, the full-length version, the, the entire unedited, like, eight-minute version of that song, on the radio, in the middle of the day. That little faggot, he's a millionaire, right? And I cannot find that version of that song anywhere. It's been scrubbed clean. This isn't a threat. Hey, I'm sorry. Do you think you dropped out for a second there? What? Oh, wonderful. What, how, what, what was the last? Well, I'm going to make a mix of no, that just song. That, just just that, you sing "Little Faggot, Todd." Just as the very thing. last thing that you said after you, yeah, tell me you how, couldn't find it. That I, I cannot find it anywhere. I have it on my my hard drive. I feel like that but, should be like almost a thought crime now. That I'm going to have to go raid my sensational pe- piece of uh, contraband hey, on my hard I'm drive. Getting a hold of the what the bias. Whatever team, and you're going to provide restorative justice for owning that song. Exactly. Tell me how this has changed. This is this has changed, Aaron. Okay. And this, yes, but this, but wait a minute. The, do you see this as the same issue that we were talking about when uh, the possibility of voting for a liberal candidate and the fears of that what would come with that candidate? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Because. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not agreeing with what, like, this is happening right in front of us. I am 100% with you there. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there might be a lot of coded language in liberal candidates that want to, you know, support this, this type of behavior for whatever reason. I, I mean, it doesn't follow, it's not a platform issue. It's not like somebody, it's not like a That's liberal a candidate can run on, on, uh, you know, getting rid of uh, what's the the phrase for it? Uh, uh, for the justice. I'm sorry, I'm, my brain's farting out here. Due process. Right. <laughs> you know, no, no candidate's going to run. I'm getting rid of due process. They don't need to. Anyone want to catch the un the? They don't need the social to. What commentary that Aaron had to think about the word due process? Anyone? Anyone catch that? <laughs> they don't. They don't need to run on that. They all they have to do is erode the culture. The mob can take care of that. It already has. I guess I see it more as like the cultures, the people, and the politicians are just right. riding the wave. Right, and when the culture changes enough, they don't have to run on it in 2020. What are you going to do in 2028? Where is it going to be in eight years? Look where it's come the last eight years. If we continue along this linear path, where is it in 2028, 2032? Fair I'm still going to be alive then. Fahrenheit 451, we're going to be burning books that we disagree with. We're going to be getting rid of anything we already histo- are. in historical context. We're burning yeah, statues. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, the, it's I, not the same thing. It, it, it is scrubbing history. No, it's not. It's not. Taking the statues down, tearing the statues down because they offend your ideology, that's not scrubbing history? No, absolutely, absolutely not. Because it one, is Todd. not it is not where we keep our historical records. I mean, it's like going into a gallery and saying, "Oh, you took down the Picasso, oh, and now these are all dollies." You're just so scrubbing these statues. So the, the statues the have cubists. been moved. These statues have been moved to a museum where we can all learn our culture. No, they've just been taken down. I mean, it fucking happens. <laughs> They're just statues. 
The, well, okay. And so why, if they're I just, mean, catches, be more why they just left alone? If they really don't mean anything, why aren't they still standing? If they're just statues, they should be still standing then, if they're, if they're just meaningless. They're not we meaningless. Can't, we can't ever take down a statue? Okay, Mr. Hyperbole. But if it's that meaningless, oh, why, why are we taking it down? Yeah. Why not? Why? Because it doesn't... It's a historical artifact. Listen, it re, at one point... It represented the views of the majority, and that's no longer the case. So, so, the, so somebody has determined the views of the majority and determined what is acceptable and what isn't. So do yeah, we do that, the parts in the yes, that's exactly how this fucking country works. So the majority is, is decided. People have to put on clothes. Make, so we don't make them again. When did when did American society decide people had to put on clothes? There's laws against nudity, public nudity. <laughs> they, we decided. It's in the law books. You know all across the country. You, know do for you, you. you have to put on clothes to go outside. I'm going to do you the biggest favor I think I, I could ever possibly do to do you. I'm going to go on to Amazon when this podcast is done, and I'm going to buy you on Liberty by John Stuart Mill. Because what you're advocating Click for the Amazon is link. literally mob. That's exactly what you're advocating. Mob rule. A majority rule? Sure, you're you're advocating that the mob can determine what's important, what's significant for everyone. And if you're in the minority opinion, anything that you support, anything you hold dear should go away if for some reason it happens no. to offend someone else. No. That's a if, if you're that's a German a citizen, are you erasing the 30 years in the early 20th century? There's a, there's a big difference between what's in the history books, what's taught to our kids, and what monuments we have to walk by in public. That is not a history record. You can still visit all of the old concentration camps. They, they left them up for a reason. Like, hey, let's not do this again. Yeah, sure. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying it's always a good idea to take down a monument or a statue or something. I'm just saying... It's not a big deal when it's done so, and it's done so for aesthetic reasons. Aesthetic, but how come? But how Absolutely. come? Your, it's not a aesthetic. big deal. Philosophy only gets to go your way. I guess that's always been my part of that argument. The whole "it's not a big deal" argument only gets to go go the way of the people who are shaming it. Some of those, fan, some, I've seen a lot of those uh, monuments down south. They're gorgeous, beautiful works of art. Somebody put a lot of work and a lot of time into those. They were skilled. They weren't exactly eyesores. I, I, find, I find the aesthetics, or aesthetics, however you want to pronounce it, I find that a little... Yeah. I didn't say they were taken down because they were ugly. What was the word you used? Aesthetic reason? Yeah, what does that mean? Well, I mean, it just... <laughs> Let me look that up. Look, there are, more, there are more valid examples to give. <laughs> okay, and there are more valid examples to give that are even more recent that caused hardly any uproar. Case in point, the Duluth School District in Minnesota removing To Kill a Mockingbird and Huck Finn from the entire school district. That's you can't bullshit. Why? <laughs> because. No, why? Holding, holding the, the argument you're using with the statues, why is that bullshit? I don't I'm assuming Huck the... Finn was going to be assigned to someone, so you're what's making someone symbol- metaphorically walk by Huck Finn and hear the word nigger. Well, yeah, but that's... In the context of education, that I'm just trying to go to work. Okay. <laughs> look, the people decide what they want their neighborhoods to look like, their cities to look like. People down there wanted those statues. Right? Not enough of them. Not they were outvoted. You want to know the honest to God's truth? They were out pressured. You want to know the honest to God's truth? <laughs> most, people. People, 
most people didn't give a, a single flying fuck. Okay? It was yeah. the people who were offended and the people who wanted to keep them up because that's our heritage, that's our history. And people that are like, yes, but it represents when my people were slaves and et cetera, et cetera. And those two very loud but small groups got together and got had had their little their little their little uh, uh, larping fight in the streets, all right, dressed up and you know, ooh, we're doing something. No, you're not doing anything. Most people don't give a shit. Most people drive past those fucking things and don't even notice them. All right, how many times do you drive past the Joe Lewis fist and sit there and opine to the person in the car next to you about how Joe Lewis was a strong American? No, you just drive past the fucking thing and then keep going wherever you're going. That's what it's. It, that's the reality of the situation. You tell a story okay. about how you got arrested for trying to ride it. <laughs> I go past the spirit of Detroit and I go, there won't be a jersey on that fucking thing because none of our sports teams are good enough to get in the playoffs anytime soon. So that, 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 that's, I don't sit there and go, boy, right. look at that piece of art. I wonder the historical context of it and blah, 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 fucking et cetera. Can I ask you a question, Aaron? Can I ask you just one question? This is how I I always thought, and I still think that this whole, I don't want to fucking litigate the Southern statue thing. I don't know how the hell we got off arguing about that. It probably has nothing to do with what we were talking about originally. But what I would like, the the, the solution that I would have liked to have seen sort of is a takeoff on what what Chris was talking about with German concentration camps. Leave the statues up. Put something educational that provides historical context to it. I could get behind that, but... You well, know, see, that's I'm, because you're willing to compromise, and neither of the extreme sides right. were willing to compromise. The traditionalists wanted oh, them sure. up there and left completely alone, and the so-called progressives wanted them ripped down. No compromise, exactly. Demanding only what it is that you think is right and nothing else. I mean, it, look... But, I, it, I, not you, I'm not saying you, Aaron. I'm just, no, no, I know. I know. Okay. To further to further the example that I put forward to get away from the statues, yeah, I don't. You, okay, don't start teaching third graders, or don't assign third graders, you know, to kill a mockingbird, Huck Finn, Ventures of Tom Sawyer, whatever, with no context whatsoever. Just go read this book because they're going to do exactly what third graders do. Just like when we went to the library and looked for the National Geographic that showed some big old fucking black kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, we we weren't like going, oh, wow, look, in their culture, you know, they're not ashamed of their bodies like we are. We must be because we come from Puritan stock. No, we you were like, to get to go to a Catholic school. The cock crows three times. It says cock in the Bible. I mean, we so found- I, I get, the compromise is teach it with historical context. Right. Explain to them what's going on. Okay. And the, the, explain the irony of the fact that liberals who are all about, you know, the, the, <laughs> whatever, I'm not going to go down that road, it, <laughs> it, 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 that, that, that people who want to get rid of To Kill a Mockingbird are the same people that'll sit there and spout off about, you know, oh, every, every rape accusation has to be believed. If you've read the book, you know what I'm talking about. No, it, it, it I mean... Teach kids, and they can grow up to be, I don't know, adults who can make a decision based on facts, based on thinking and sound reason instead of going, oh, my feel, I feel this way, so that's, that's more valid than any fact you could point in my direction. I feel, therefore it is. The big takeaway from To Kill a Mockingbird is don't rape 
you have missed the fucking point. Like, congratulations. I've seen the argument made. Then, yeah, you, congratulations, you have missed the point. Like, if you're your having, big takeaway from To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. is don't rape. If you've heard like, that, you're having conversations with questionable people. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I did not say these people. This was, this was people putting forth their opinion why this book needs to be removed, well. et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm not just, a literary scholar, but I'm just saying, like, like, rape is bad is kind of implied in that plot. Just putting that yes. out there. It's, it's like Bill Maher said. We don't need Antifa running around going, we're anti-fascist. That's the default position of most people. The That's fact not- that there's a trial for rape kind of sets that up. But anyway, sorry. Cranky today. <sighs> I think we're I, all a little bitchy the, today. Sorry. The, to me, the underlying issue that's being ignored by the general public in this country, definitely the media in this country, is the fact that none of this is by accident, guys. I mean, we've had defectors from the KGB since 1970 telling us that there is a far-reaching and very patient plan to rip this country apart by doing exactly what we're going through, through ideological subversion and psychological warfare. This isn't, this isn't conspiracy theory Alex Jones shit. This is, they gave fucking interviews where was this? I'm thinking of one in particular. One interview that I've seen on YouTube that was given in the 80s by an old... As Menemoff? I don't know. I do not remember. I never actually watched it all the way through. I've had a couple of people pass it along to me. But this thing keeps running through my head this week. And I can't remember the guy's name. But he was an old KGB guy that sat down with, like, NPR or something back in the 1980s. And it's on YouTube. And that's exactly what he was talking about. G. Edward Griffin. He sat down with G. Edward Griffin. In 1984, yeah, I know the interview you're talking about. And, oh, by the way, the, the part of the KGB that he was in that, that was specifically, before he defected, attacking America and, and installing demoralization, and, and which they called, which is a process which is irreversible, and they thought it was going to... He, he Now, he did say it's going to take, like, a couple generations. He forgot that how stupid people are when you get them together in a group. We just ate it up. But yes, headed by a young upstart named Vladdy P. Exactly. Thirty years ago. Exactly. Oh really? Oh really? It was. Yeah. Yes. Oh no shit. That's, no, that's where he came from. I don't know if that's the exact unit or, or group he was in, but that's his background. <laughs> I mean, wow. It, like, really? And you put it out of a movie. We put him on stage with Trump. We I mean, put, it's a, no, yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a four stage process he described. First is demoralization. Second is ideological brainwashing through destabilization. Third stage station or stage is crisis, and the fourth stage stage is that wonderful world word that we all like to goof on normalization. And that's when your country's basically taken over, living under a new ideology and reality. Does that sound familiar to anybody? We are through the to quote to to, to quote C.S. Lewis. We're through the looking glass, people. We're sitting here in a world where, where we know what scientific fact is. There's something as, something as benign as saying there are biological differences between men and women is considered hate speech by a growing number of people. Or that, you should have, or that you should have to prove that someone has sexually assaulted someone so, before they're tarred and feathered. That's the normalization, the, right? Is the real question that we're going to be facing between 
inevitably what's going to be two candidates, one Democrat, one Republican, is what's the bigger threat? Is it coming from the outside of the country or is it coming from within? Meat. Yeah. Because the, the Republicans yeah. represent the, the threat from the outside and the Democrats represent the threat from within. The problem the part is, where we just bite down on the pill. The problem is, is that between decades now of instilling this plan of theirs through academia, through the universities, through culture, they have taken over the left's way of thinking. Now we have the right openly getting in bed with them. Remember when Reagan was like the hard ass against Russia? And it was, it, that's why people loved him. These are the, the same Reagan Republicans are now well, sucking off Donald Trump. Right. It, it's all because why? Because there's been such a push from one side to play identity politics and for the, yes, the tribalization. If you're not with us, you're against us. If you're not one of us, you're, you're our enemy. But well, now the other side is playing it to the detriment of us all. We're doing this to ourselves. They don't have to do anything. Here's the difference between uh, Reagan and Gorbachev is that it, Reagan played tough against Gorbachev because he put a lot of work, him and the rest of his party put a lot of work to make sure that the people knew that that was the big bad. This is your enemy. This is the, the threat to your way of life is Russia. That's been going on. That was going on and as long as five, like five years ago, though, as far as the Republicans ago, go. No, the Republicans were, they oh. were still that party that, that Russia, no, bad, I know. Russia evil. All I'm, all I'm saying is like people are able to change their mind because all they do is follow right. what their leaders are telling them, right? So you tell me who the big threat is, and then you show me that you took care of that threat. So right. Trump is telling his people that Russia and Putin are not a threat to us. No, the media is. The, I, I'm sorry, the media is telling us that? No, the big threat. Or, that's, that's Trump's. I mean, he said it today. The enemy of the people is the fake, fake news. Oh, I, I get you. Yes, yeah, the, the, yes. It's not Russia. It's your own media. Yeah, it, that's, now, that's the stuff that bothers me. Like oh, all this yeah. other shit that everyone turns to 11, and it's like the innocuous shit people just let fly by and don't make a big deal out of. Like, bothers me. Well, he's, he said that. He laid that out. I mean, that was one of the very first things and one of the most troubling things I saw in his campaign. It was probably the December, November or December after he announced going into the, I think, in 20, into 2016, when he started this whole this, uh, sort of uh, delegitimizing the media campaign. Yeah, the, the, the biggest, the, to me, the biggest threat to our way of life, everyone's made a punchline out of the you are fake news. Like, that's the most dangerous shit he's because been doing. There's no truth. There's no truth left. There's no there's no source for objective fact. And the problem is is that he's not 100% wrong here. And that's why it, that's why he has so much traction with it. Because people can see, they maybe they don't articulate it as well as I did, uh, that what they're seeing is is product. What they're seeing is ideologically bent to put certain eyeballs in in front of certain products to sell ubiquitous dick pills. They understand that Im implicitly, not explicitly, but they know something's wrong with what they're seeing. And Trump basically has boiled it down into that Goebbels-style propaganda slogan, fake news. They don't have to think about it. They just know something's wrong. Well, it's fake. And it delegitimizes fact. It delegitimizes thought. I think and all of these are symptoms of the disease. And the disease that's, that's, that's fucking with America right now is pride. 
Because we're too fucking proud to admit that we got played. We're too proud to admit that we're being we're being puppeteered by people who are way better at playing these Machiavellian games than we will ever be. Because yeah, everybody we don't want to like, be we don't want to say we got got. That's the problem. Yeah. Everybody becomes like Stephen Colbert, like Todd, when you brought it up, when uh, what was he was interviewing somebody and they suggested like, hey, man, we did this. You know, Stephen Colbert got all indignant. Like, are you saying that we elected this man? Yeah, 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 I fucking am. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was uh, Comey went on there and he uh, he said, yeah, the American people are partially to blame for this. And he literally I mean, he was it was almost as though he was he was standing up for the 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 wounded American. Are you saying we put this man in office? And Comey's like, yeah, kind of. Well, certainly you don't mean that same system we've been using for 242 years. Yeah, we did it. And the same people who are now howling into every camera, buying shirts with this slogan printed on them. Saying, not my president? Guess what, dipshits? Just like Obama was everybody's president if you were an American citizen, so's Trump. You don't get to have your own reality, folks. Because this is what it breeds. It breeds this, this level of bullshit and the fact that we cannot reverse ourselves. We cannot say we fucked up. And that is so dangerous. Because it's not even a matter of we're willing to try to fix, we're not willing to try to fix mistakes. It's saying that we never make mistakes. We're infallible. Yep. And that's where we're at as a country. And that every single fucking cocksucking motherfucking thing we talk about every week on this fucking show comes from that. That's exactly that right. is not the disease. That is the fucking... We talk about the symptoms. Yeah. So let's talk about the fucking disease. And let's talk about... Get off your fucking high horse. Okay? This ain't your grandfather's generation anymore. We haven't fought a fucking war that we should have fought since World War fucking II. We're no longer the good guys. People only want to come here because they have a better shot at making money and living a better fucking life. It's not because of mom, apple pie, and baseball. It's all bullshit that's been sold to us. The reality of America is whoever has the most money makes the rules. And those rules are going to fucking make their lives easier. And we're... And, 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 all this bullshit, it just, it drives me nuts, man, because why is no one in the media talking about this? Excuse me. Because you can't, this is so fucking easy. You cannot do that. that there, there's an old line by Bill Hicks. Uh, that's a good dollar. You remember that line? You know when he's talking oh, about yeah. uh, advertisers? That's a terrible <laughs> dollar. For sanity dollar. You, you cannot do that. You cannot, it's the same thing you were just talking about with Colbert and Comey. Colbert understands that you cannot tell people they're wrong about anything or they will change the channel. All of a sudden, the eyeballs are no longer in front of the dick pill commercials. That's why the media doesn't do it. That's They can't. The media is at our mercy. You cannot sit here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Rich. You and I will go rounds on this. I know we will. Moving forward, we'll probably talk about this a million more times, have the same conversation. But you cannot hold corporate media to blame because corporate media is at the mercy of eyeballs. It's us. It's not the media. It's us. It's what we want. And if they don't give us what we want, telling us that we're we're right and that we're the we're the the poor oppressed people and the blah 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 blah, just these poor innocent victims of the system. But whatever, however you want to fucking phrase it, as soon as you get away from that, and and the media starts saying, "Listen, fuckers, if you really wanted the truth, we'd give it to you." You don't. Then you're out of business. You know, I I agree with you, Rich, on your sentiment that uh, whoever has the most money in this country makes the rules. I think that's a reality that that uh, is, 
I think few would uh, be able to come up with an argument against that. But few would it's try. O- <laughs> it's only because we've let them, right? I mean, would it be any it, other way? The, the Even more, if we convert to communism, the government has all the money. They'd make all the rules. Would it? Would it be another way? There's always an elite. I mean, eventually, that's just. A, isn't that just how we've constructed our society in general on the planet well, that, on the globe? No, no, no. We've that, we, we've constructed a country that's based on the idea that having more money doesn't give you more power. That each man is equal and has equal vote, right? But we've let it degrade into the system where where money equals power, where money equals speech, where corporations are people. Yeah, there should have been people in the streets. As soon as that, that dollars or free speech equals unlimited dollars, whatever that, what was that ruling? Was that citizens? No, it, wasn't, it was before Citizens United. No, I, I know. It, I couldn't come up with the... There the should have case, been but I know. riots that day. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I, I hate to go back to Bill Hicks, but... You know, I, I've I've had younger friends say they listen to him. And they go, "I like what he's saying, but I don't find him funny." And I'm like, "Because you don't understand." At the time, people were laughing. A lot of people were laughing. Other people were thinking. Now he just sounds like a prophet. He really does. There's really nothing funny about what a lot of what he was saying. Yeah. I I played a lot of his 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 bits about the first Gulf War and and Bush Senior. In the early 2000s, for my friends, and they said, "Oh, so this is this is like recent." <laughs> and they go, and I go, "No, no, this is fucking 1990." I pulled up G12. <laughs> yeah, what's G13 do? <laughs> the one thing I just, I, I, I kind of want to go back to this because I, I know I went off on a bit of a an emotional rant there for a second, but I, I really think that if you want to look at solutions to this rich i don't know that there are any and i i hate to be a fatalist with that but because i I, i'm always going to come back to this part in that episode of mine that i did on escaping the cave and the media 101 it's us and until we demand and demand of ourselves the ability and the access to truth and to being able to tether ourselves to that there is no solution is if people are going to be able to isolate themselves off in happy facts and echo chambers and their their demagogue of choice, their ideological religion of choice, and always be told that they're right no matter what, and that the other guys are evil, there is no solution. It has to come from us. That button, as I said a couple of times, is inside everybody's own head. And until we can do that collectively, we're fucked. We are marionettes because people are a lot smarter than us. People like Putin, but in our own country, know how to manipulate that. They know how to pull those strings. I, and I, once again, Bill Hicks, we all need to, as a, as a country, all need to take a heroic amount of fucking psychedelics Scrub our egos fucking clean and and, and realize what the fuck have we become? That's it. And is this, is this what we want to be? Because we're just, we're just holding hands, skipping on down to Gamora. That's all we're doing. And it's, it's like, look, it's a rhetorical question. I, I, well, it was, it really was. I mean, and I understand you're going to say, because you can't tell people the truth because people don't want, they'll, they'll click. I don't want to hear that. Don't criticize me. I turned this on to feel good about myself. Where's Jerry Springer so I can laugh at that white trash? You know, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. We used to have people who fucking tried. Now. They monetized. We, they monetized the alternative, though. Now, well, now we, we, 
we don't even we don't even give them a chance to get their voice up out there enough to call them crazy, which would be the ultimate dismissive way of dealing with them. We before we go, okay, go ahead, talk. Oh, they're crazy. Right. So that means you can just dismiss them out of hand. You don't even need to listen to what they're saying. But put you we, we don't care enough anymore. Because me, the money's in agreeing with right, everybody. Right. Put yourself just just sort of take the idealism out of it for just a second. Just one second and put yourself in, in say you're, um, I don't know, you're, <laughs> you're an, uh, 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 an idealistic Rupert Murdoch and you have your own news network now. Why would you give that person a choice? Why would you give that person a chance if all he's going to do is push people away to Fox or MSNBC? You're not going to make any money. And you're not going to yeah. be in existence. Any, and you're not going to be around very long. You're going to be we, probably having to file bankruptcy because you failed. The person who pays for this podcast, I'll tell you, the money's in agreeing with people. Yeah. Giving people what they want. We have people who try to change the world and better the world, and we kill those people. Shut him up. <laughs> we have a lot invested in this. Shut him up. That's right. We kill them or keep them quiet. Look, kids, this is, I mean, it, I, I, I love to invoke the Lenny Bruce thing uh, all the time. You know, he did this bit um, back in the 60s about truth. And it's one of the pieces of audio that I, it, it, usually a lot of comedians will go on too long about something. You know what I mean? This is a, probably a, like a 20-second piece of audio where he's talking about the truth. And he's like, the truth is what is. What should be is a fantasy. A terrible, terrible lie. Someone gave the people long, long ago. I think I've got that almost verbatim. And that's what we're talking about here. What should be doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It, it, it is a fantasy. What matters is the reality in which we live. And what we've just been talking about, I'm sorry, that is the reality in which we live. We do not want the truth. We are thoroughly disinterested in the truth because that implies personal responsibility for where we are. And it alleviates the privilege of putting the blame on someone else. It's simple. And until that changes, we're fucked. You know, I have to wonder how much of this is brought on by three generations now well into, the, into their lives. I can't throw Gen Z or whatever they end up being called into this pile quite yet because they're still, in my, in my mind, they're still t too young. But we haven't really, you know, the baby boomers, Gen X, and millennials, we are so insulated from the real world as far as the rest of the fucking world goes that we don't even realize how insulated from it we are. You know, I, I, we have sanitized everything. You know, death. You know, it, it, oh, it, it's an old George Carlin bit. We've, we reference it quite a bit on this show, but, you know, no, no, they, don't, they didn't die. They passed on. Right. You've you know, we have all this soft language and shit, mm -hmm. and, and it makes soft people. You know, there's, there's no, <laughs> the, the, no, they're shit tickets. <laughs> yeah. You are literally, and it's you, even the most effective way to get shit off your you, asshole. Get a bidet. Chris, you should Google that. George Carlin euphemisms and play like 30 seconds of it. It's a fucking wonderful piece of audio. But, I mean, uh, you really, <laughs> I, I would, but the tech. Uh, technology uh, now whatever can't the do thoughts. it the thoughts right thing. now anyway sorry but yeah i mean uh, you know it, it I, was, I was recently watching a show i cannot remember what it was but one of the characters in the show was talking to someone who's a russian immigrant and she said you know you americans do you know why you're you know why you're you're let down all the time because you're one of the few cultures who expect everything to go well the rest of the world just accepts that fucked up shit's gonna happen stoics you know and they're like that's just the way shit is that's the reality of life mm -hmm. and 
you know, that's how come we have so many outrages about. Oh, yeah. You remember when nonsense. You, you sent Microbes. me that, that video last night from your brother, and I, I, I shot you a message back saying I couldn't watch it, didn't have the stomach for it. I was watching uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I was trying to escape. I was just like all wound up and cynical. <laughs> and I just wanted something like cheesy to watch, right? And it was on uh, AMC or something. And it dawned on me when you were ju- talking just now that we've become a nation of Veruca Salts, where if we don't oh, get yeah. exactly what we want, we kick and scream and, and, and storm around the room, start tearing shit up until daddy buys us the fucking goose that laid the golden egg. That's exactly what it's. That's what it sounds like, just in the context of what I saw last night. We are, yeah, we are a nation of three and a half hundred million Veruca salts who demanding what we, we want it now. I want it now. And if we don't get it, collectively, we throw hissy fits and tantrums and start tearing the room up. And, and I agree with you, and I'm going to say something that would piss off quite a few people. It's everybody. Yeah, from the, from the top one percent down to the motherfucker sleeping under a viaduct tonight. It's hard to argue that it's everybody. When, when you know, I, I've been I've been I've been kind of on a documentary kick, and I was watching a documentary about World War II, and it was more focused on everything done stateside during the war. Even guys that were four F, who they wouldn't draft like you know they're like dude. We can't even draft you to peel potatoes. That's how useless you are. They were willing to do something. Entire businesses in America changed their production to start producing things to help in the war effort. Nowadays, everything's so so specialized. We're isolated from the realities of that. Think about this. We have been in Afghanistan since October 2001. We were in Iraq for what? 12, 13 years? We're still over there. We still have, what, 50,000 troops over there or something like that? I mean, and it wasn't like Vietnam. The, the news didn't even lead with what was going on in Iraq and Afghanistan. It was a, it was a footnote. It was, pushed to the, it was pushed to the back right before the humanitarian, you know, you know man adopts dog stories. That's how isolated from reality we've become. And I'm just like, if something, God forbid, if there really was a holy shit, the whole world is going to war situation. Yeah, we have the military numbers, but do we have the will to well, do what we have to do? That's the one, you know, I, I was thinking about this while you were talking, and I, I, I kind of have, I think, over the last few minutes in the last hour, I guess, that I have sort of kind of congealed back into my uh, protective shell, ideologically and politically. And... That ties into what you're saying, because I think that's the only thing possible now outside of the asteroid or the alien that will get people uncomfortable enough, miserable enough to take a look at what's underneath the veil of reality. I think that's it. We've talked about this before, all of us have, where what's it going to take to get people to embrace truth, reality, and, and the state of what is rather than what sh- we think should be. And I don't think there's any question, especially after looking at this week. Come on. It has to be something like that, doesn't it? It has to be something like some sort of a world conflagration. Millions of people dead for people, I think, to bust out of that ego shell. And I mean, I, I, I hate to agree with you, but yeah, it's got to be to. Not- I hate to agree with me, man. I don't see, again, I go back to what I was saying earlier. Show me another path. Show me something. 
I mean, it's going to have to be something that makes 9-11 look like a a, a four-car pileup. It's going to have to make something that makes World War II look like a bombing run on Kandahar. That's a terrifying thought. Because we are are far and beyond lesser human beings than we're around in the 1940s. I mean, honestly, okay, but let's, let me put this to... To the, the question, to all you guys said, is it just is it just Todd and I feeling this way, or I mean, do you look around and go, well, yeah, we're kind of we got our heads up our asses and we don't really deal in reality? Oh, I've the last couple of years, I believe the phrase "we need a war" has come out of my mouth a couple times. We've had a I war. I mean, I said it facetiously, <laughs> but we've had a war. You, we need something like a a nine eleven world war type scale event to shift our perspective 9-11 kicked this into gear i mean that's why i think it has to be exponentially worse 9-11 in a lot of ways was the 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 impetus for this it changed the world it changed everything you know hmm? we need we need a war (laughs) this is fucked up but if we're going to go down this route then let's 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 We're 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 not choosing this route let's be clear here we are not choosing this if this route does come to pass this is the type of war we need the draft's reinstated. Everybody's eligible. You don't get a pussy pass this time, ladies. And yes, you can now be on the front lines. Now you get to dig. Now you get to dig your ranger graves every four meters away from your fucking battle buddy. <laughs> I agree okay. with you. While you're moving maggoty fucking rotting bodies of the enemies and your friends yeah. that you can't fucking get past. But here's the problem, Rich. We don't fight wars that way anymore. We launch strikes from aircraft carriers right there's not going to be trench warfare so what does that leave you what is going to it's going to be advanced war it's going to be the the advanced warfare we have and versus guerrilla warfare attacking anybody they can hit and run tactics which is what they they still did in afghanistan and iraq i I disagree it's going to be nuclear okay but who are uh, my question is pronounced nuclear todd nuclear (laughs) <laughs> Did I say nuclear? Who's got enough nukes and the delivery method for us to worry about them in the mainland United States? Oh, I could answer that easily. Russia. Because think, now think about this. This is something else I was thinking about earlier, uh, earlier today. We've got a situation now that we've been talking about with Trump and Putin, right? So let's pretend that Trump's backed into a corner. And let's pretend that he's the idiot that we all know he is, but now he's desperate. And he has to have, he has to put forth a show of strength. And let's pretend for a minute that yeah, he does that Putin does have something on him. What better way to get rid of that? And let's let's look at another scenario. Let's let's assume that for shits and giggles, that midterms come along, the Democrats run on an anti-Russia, strong on Russia platform, the anti-Trump platform, 2020 rolls around, and all of a sudden we've got a Democrat in the office who wants to look strong and tough on Russia. That's what I think is far more likely to cause some shit. So, so who has the capability to reach U.S. cities with nuclear weapons? Mexico. Wait. <laughs> Cuba! <laughs> There's your answer. This, I mean, this, we are in such a fucked up place right now because of a lack of leadership and a lack of tethering to reality, a lack of the ability to vote for leaders who we who represent the better part of who we are. Now think about this. I mean, I, it, this isn't out of the realm of possibility. I can see Trump doing this. If he gets to the point where he's on the verge of being impeached, what does he care? If he has to look strong because of his 
coziness with Russia? Do you think it's out of the realm of that bat, bat, bat shit piece of shit <laughs> in mind of his to provoke a war with Russia just to keep his, himself in that chair? Well, I mean, it's not likely to be Russia. Why? Well, <laughs> if he has something I on I keep thinking because he has something on him, but what better way to get rid of that? To me? Or at least, don't, if not, hold on, just for a second, or at least if not to get rid of the evidence to make the point moot. Trump, I don't think he has the balls to do this, but if someone's trying to hold something over my head, I'm type motherfucker that I won't live on my knees. I'll go out and be like, Swing "Yeah, first. Swing first, motherfucker." He's got a he's got a he's got a tape of, of bitches pissing on me. And anybody that's got a problem with that, you out here buying fucking pop songs, making them top ten hits about eating ass like it's groceries. I'm just so saying, all, him without some kinky shit in their past can throw the first stone. Everybody else can shut the fuck up. All I'm saying, all I'm saying. Is that these dominoes have a way of falling unpredictably. And the way things sit now, they look one way right now. The optics on TV this week looked a certain way. But we are in such an unstable place now because of who we have in that office that you cannot rule out anything as radical as that, I don't think. War's good we for have business, it? too. Good for <laughs> approval ratings. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the whole point. So yeah, I don't know. I I, I I'm really kind of getting to the point, guys. Where I'm, I we know where we're at. We've we've talked about this so much. And Todd, I believe that was yes and what I was doing yes. to you there. Uh, <laughs> well played. But yeah, I mean, we know where we're at. We know what's going on. We, I, you know, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Uh, we didn't hear much from, you know, Rich and I sort of dominated the conversation as far as the media and reality and being able to tether ourselves to reality and getting what we deserve. But I don't see any, again, I keep, I keep looking for it. And I tried to dabble with some optimism as far as finding people in the middle, but the people in the middle don't matter. There's no voice for them. There's no place to go for them. They do not have a voice in this culture and in this politics. They, don't, they literally, the, it's the silent majority. It's, it's not the silent majority. It's the muted majority. They have no vocal cords. So it's going to be determined by the batshit fringe on the left and the right. Well, they, they still have a vote, right? For, for what? Again, I take it back. Yeah, you can well, vote. You yeah. want to vote for Bernie. You want to write in Jill Stein. Okay. But you're going to have to choose between two tenable, viable candidates. Yeah, and you, and who do you vote for when it's Stalin or Hitler? It's Both parties have done a very good job. And this kind of goes back to something I'd wanted to bring up a few weeks ago, but because I, I, I feel this way. I feel that we're more and more these days we're given inferior options to choose from, and we're shamed into saying saying anything. But okay, I'll, I'll take the less of two evils. If we don't, if we don't, if we if we don't say that, then it's oh, so what? You expect everything to be perfect? What's wrong with you? You know, if you if you don't vote, you don't have a right to bitch. Let's invoke Carlin here again in his uh, masturbatory fantasy on voting. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I, he, he <laughs> said it years ago, and I agreed with him. I think because I didn't vote means I have a right to bitch because I didn't. I didn't put him here. You did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that chose the lesser two evils. I chose not to play the game. And I had something to show for it when I was done. <laughs> I mean, that's... But, that, I do really have, is, that really is how they've set up those, the political parties to set this shit up. Let, let's try to be constructive here for just a minute, because there is, in fantasy world, 
there is a solution here. It's never going to come to fruition, and it does involve third and fourth parties. But it yeah. does not involve the presidency. See, this is where I have a problem well, with third and fourth parties. Hold on. Where it, a third or fourth party presidential candidate works against the goal you're trying to get to because it splits the vote and the other party gets put in power. However, where a third or fourth party movement could be effective is in representation. In other words, the House and the Senate. Yes. A state level, national level, everything. Because if you have, it's almost like, you know, we don't have a parliamentary system, but there's nothing stopping us from creating it. If there are seven or eight parties and we start populating the Senate and the House with these parties, you have to start building coalitions in order to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And those coalitions have to cooperate, right? But we're, we don't. We, we, we're still gridlocked with a couple of independents here, maybe a socialist over there in, 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 in Washington or Chicago or wherever. But we don't have enough of those right now to really make a difference. It's still Republican versus Democrat, right? Yeah. I can see that happening. You get another three parties organized, you get them some movement, different, you know, somewhere in that gray area between the left and the right that we have now. And you start populating Congress and the Senate with those types of folks, then maybe you can, you can, you can get something done. Yeah, but, and I, I, I really hate to say it, libertarians, it ain't going to be you. Sorry. They could be part just, of it. They could be part of it. Well, look at it. can't be it, though. They're too busy wanting to be left alone. I mean, ideally, if you're just thinking of, uh, maybe not if you're just thinking of expanding it to three parties, but if you're going down Todd's route, then, well, yeah, why, why wouldn't libertarians be part of that? I'm, I mean, I'm good for that. They're going to, uh, Libertarian Party is actually going to be on the ballot for the uh, primaries in Michigan. Yeah, forget the president, man. And forget, forget that. Yeah, just look at yeah. If you you you're not just going to have a third party candidate for the presidency that just pops out of nowhere and it's instantly popular. You have to grow this out of the the culture of the politics by voting locally but for independent candidates. Here's the thing: we still have a system that's been in place for a long time. We we go by the electoral college, Aaron, yeah. and. It, you're, the, the, the best case scenario, the best thing you can hope for with a third party presidential candidate is a constitutional crisis where nobody gets 270 votes. That's the okay. best you can hope for. The third party for president, having a, a Green Party in the Oval Office, it doesn't matter. It's a ridiculous pipe dream because you're not going to be able to get to 270. You're just not going to do it. Splitting everything up between three people. You can't. Either that or you're going to put the other guy in the office, just like Jill Stein did with, with Trump this year. Okay, But what you can do... Yeah, but that could be changed uh, as easily as, as changing the way that we... Okay, Let Sorry. me finish. Let me finish. What you can do is you can, you can, you can actually neuter the, the ideological uh, fanaticism of the president by having to force him to deal with a multi-partied Congress mm-hmm. where he has to deal with different factions, where he can't just sit here like we have now and rely on his party majority in Congress, where he has to build cooperative coalitions across multi-different, multi-fronted uh, uh, political spectrum. Then you've got basically what you want. You're forcing whoever is in the Oval Office to take a different perspective if he's going to get anything done. Otherwise, yeah. he's just neutered. Right, and I think that's that's a great idea. I mean, this 
reminds me of an article that I was reading earlier this week, and I wish I could uh, remember the exact source, but it was talking about how uh, on our Supreme Court, why we should have uh, more than nine. They said, I think they suggested like 23 or some number that seemed ridiculous. And I was like, I have to read this. What, what the hell is he talking about? But the way the author of the, the article described it made a lot of sense that he gave examples in other countries where they have dozens of Supreme court justices and not everybody rules on every case. And it's not, you know, it, then you don't have to worry about whether you have a liberal-dominated or conservative-dominated court. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have three or four justices that rule on something, and they'll be chosen randomly. So, I, I mean, I I don't know why we've got. I guess it's just tradition or laziness that we're stuck in this idea of like, you know, this is a two-part. This country only works on a two-party system, even though that wasn't always the case. This, you know, that we have nine justices for a reason, only mm-hmm. no, there's no real reason. It was just kind of a random number. just had to be an odd number. Why? Right? And we've I've just always, stuck with that ever since, you know? Why? We, I don't get that. I, just, just, just a quick aside. I've never yeah. understood why there can't be an even number, because if you say you have a tie. Yeah. Then you've got to force you've got to you force the the top court the supreme well, court in the land to come up with a compromise. Um, yeah, but the supreme court's supposed to be the ultimate tiebreaker, right? If they're going to take a case, it's because it it was a tie all the way up through you know different courts. Yeah. They, I don't know. I don't know either. It just it, it always it, it seems like at that point, if you're to that level of government, you're to that level of the judiciary, where something hasn't been able to be decided, that that would be the point where you would have to force that body to craft some sort of a solution if you couldn't do it by vote. Because a lot of things are not cut and dried. Sure. I don't know. It's it's just a thought. No, I, I'm with you. I'm trying to think of. I, I don't know if you would get better or worse results with that. You get less government. <laughs> but possibly yeah but yeah 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 sorry i didn't mean to derail you there less government more cheese <sighs> i could use some fucking cheese you ever had tillamook cheese yes oh that's what? stuff tillamook i should travel to where it was made it's was delicious did. i did too this is yeah it's this cheese from tillamook oregon Aaron, and it comes in this big really expensive brick but it's so good eat that with yeah. some ritz Mm. Just eat it on its own. I just needed to decompress my brain for a minute. Sorry. Eat it Talking about cheese. <laughs> it is a palate cleanser. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't even know where to go if we're going to continue to talk about politics as we've already went the nuclear option. Yeah. Well, you yeah. didn't really chime in. I mean, what are you? Where are you at with that? I didn't really don't remember hearing much from you on that. I I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I I not I can't disagree with you. I just think it's a an extremely cynical way to think about it, you know. But I have no argument for to say that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes but, truth is cynical. <laughs> if you get cancer, you might die. That's a cynical take on things. Yeah. You know, doesn't make they, it not true. Well, who knows? Like things do change and That's true. And I, I guess 
that it, you know that's why I went to. Well, you kind of started the conversation with blowing up the two-party system, but there's a lot of that that needs to be considered, or else, yeah, I don't see how we're going to... We're on a straight set of railroad tracks, and we're acting like we don't have any options, like we can't build new tracks, like we can't go down different routes. Not the way we are, we can't. Well, because it's... It's just complacency. I mean, no, it's fanaticism. I don't think it's complacency. We're okay. Well, it's, it's, I, it's idealizing the like, tracks. Like this company, this company, this country, Freudian, uh, <laughs> represents <laughs> well something so pure and iconic and groundbreaking and culture dominating that you can't fuck with any of it. You know, like it this mutable system that we've created has solidified. And we're like, well, there it is. That's America. Can't fuck with it. Well, you get probably in the mentality of like, hey, oh, well, it's been working. Why fuck with it? What's more American think- than that way of thinking? It ain't broke. Don't-, don't fix it. Right, but think, we're having a, we're having a conversation about why it's not working. No, I don't think it. I don't think it has really a lot to do with that anymore. I think it, at one point it did, but I think it's just become. We're good, they're bad. I don't think it has really anything to do with the country anymore. I mean, if anything, if it was still about the sanctity of America and its institutions and its heritage, the Republicans, Trump's base would be up in arms against him over what happened this week. Yeah. I don't think it has much to do with that anymore. I think it's good versus evil. That is, yeah, that is, I I have to admit, man, from the flag-waving, apple-pie... I mean, just hardcore America people on my family on the right, the past that they have given this man, that I cannot imagine another president, I don't care, Republican, Democrat, fucking third party that they could ever give this much of a pass to. And they're all evangelical Christians on top of it. And I mean, so the passes go deeper than just him playing, you know, uh, uh, the, the sub, the sub to, to Putin's dom. It, I'm it, sure it that every right. all the indiscretions he's ever had, fucking I, around on his wife when she's pregnant, etc. Oh, he's a man. He's a sinner. Well, I'm, I'm sure the members of the greatest generation that are left can see through his bullshit like that. Well, see, here's the here's the problem. You really don't hear from him because <laughs> one plus year olds can't vote. I disagree with that. I a lot of them. Have, I, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say a lot of them have died off, but on top of it, I don't think I don't think they they have a voice like the baby boomers do now. Well, they are, 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 well, yeah, that's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No, they, they don't most have of the, the people. But I don't Trump think he's selling his wolf tickets to, as you would say, Rich, are people his age group. You know, there's peers. Keep in mind, the man's 71 years old. Yeah. I mean, that's. I don't think they would, though. I mean, if you if you could play the game and you could, you could bring these these uh, greatest generation folks back uh, from the grave and say they were all, I don't know, pick an age, 50, right? I don't think that they, I, I, I still think they would, I don't know after this week. I think they maybe wanted to lynch him after this week, but up until this week. That's what I'm saying. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe because it's Russia, but I, honestly. Because, I, I'm just like, saying because of, because of their history with communism. Yes. I think they would give him a pass up until standing at that podium this week. I think. If I, I, again, I'm, I'm. 
completely speculating and presuming to speak for an entire generation of people. But if I fought in World War II and I fought in the Cold War, maybe I was in uh, Vietnam fighting communism or something like that, I, I think that I would be highly sensitive to communist incursion in my country. Maybe too much so. But I also would be apoplectic at seeing Donald Trump supplicate to a Russian dictator. I don't know. Yeah, they'd be pissed. Supplicate. Is that the right word? Subjugate. I don't know. Bow. Present. Bow. Kneel. Well, no I mean, just pants like Prince. There's just, there's, just, there's just so much that you constantly hear from the majority of the media, which is once again, let's just put the bitch out there on, on Front Street and get it out the way, which is left-leaning, to say the least, <laughs> that it's, it is the old people who put Trump into power. It is the greatest generation who went out to, that are still left who went out to vote. It is the baby boomers who went out to vote. But honestly, I don't see it like that. I mean, I have people, if the people, it's almost, this is how I can tell you who voted for Trump in my family. Are the evangelical Christians? Yeah, that's pretty much that's 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 the line of demarcation right there. Right, because because yeah. Trump talks about culture. You know, he talks about the culture of this country. He went over to Europe and talked about how immigration is ruining the culture of Europe. And his his hardcore supporters understand what culture he's describing. It's. Just plain old whiteness. Well, it's and not I, just whiteness. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of forgiveness whiteness. for him wanting to be f- friendly with uh, Putin because, hey, Russia. I mean, that's just this is a country full of white people, right? Well, until they until we need to start dividing people up by ethnicity so we can water down numbers, yeah. Because when you play the numbers game, all of a sudden everybody who would be lumped in as white is now. Oh, no, they're not. They're Italian. They're yeah. Irish. No, no. They're, they're, they're my, my favorite one. My favorite one. They're white Latinos. Huh? I don't even know how the fuck you get that. Okay. All right. But it, beside, it, it just, that's the media, that's the media spin. It's, oh, well, white people just love Trump. Most of Trump's most savage fucking critic, critics that I know personally are white. I mean, they don't take a they don't even punch out for a break on his ass. It is 24-7 attacking him. And I'm like, where is all this, like, groundswell of every white person in the world is voting for Trump, or in America is voting for Trump, and that's just a given. Wait, who's saying that? Oh, believe me. You're not on Facebook, and I've debated adding Todd to this group because I don't know how... how Please how well his blood pressure is. But a lot of fuck don't. Okay. See, that's why. That's why. Thank you. But basically, it's a group that just collects all the nonsense, puts it in there, and then starts debating it that they can find online. And yeah, there are entire cottage industries based on how white people are just the worst. And everything wrong in the world is due to white people. And, and somehow... They always bring it back to Trump, no matter where they're coming from. They could be talking yeah, about... Because that's the debarkation line with the white man, 2017. That's where it starts. Exactly. That's what, exactly. They could be talking about the Dark Ages and somehow we got Trump in power because of people, white people in the Dark Ages. And you're like, what the fuck? 
Seriously, is this the way? Is this the way people see this shit? And it, Todd, you say it yourself all the time. You said it multiple times on this show. Obviously, there's a market for it, or else they wouldn't put it out there if they weren't making money for with, with it. Somebody's somebody's clicking on these sites. Somebody's clicking on these ads. Somebody's making somebody money for it. Those embedded so, ads aren't there for show. You know, and yeah, I mean, it's there is a whole culture in the. POC culture, the people of color culture, as they call themselves, where they don't even spell white anymore. It's W-Y-T-P-E-O-P, white people. That's how they spell it. And it's like, what is the point of that? And there's different theories on it, but it's, hey, they're not they're not human. Don't treat them like that. Look at no, the shit they've done. No, it's, it's the same. I, I, again, I'll invoke the bourgeois in, after the revolution in Russia. othering. Yeah, the, the the money depressors need to be punished. That was the the attitude under Stalin. So now it's the white penis depressors need to be punished. Minimize me all you want. We're about to count again. Twenty twenty. I'm I'm cool. Try to minimize me all you want. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the thing is, is that for 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 all the the hand wringing and oh my and, and oh oh the sky is falling about the alt right. The alt right is pretty much a big fucking joke if you really think about it. What are who are their who are their 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 mouthpieces and their leaders? Yeah. People like Milo. He's he's nothing but a glorified internet troll. No one really takes him seriously anymore. Alex Jones. Anyone with a with a functional brain and an IQ over room temperatures realizes he's just a fucking show. He's Rush Limbaugh on steroids. He's just putting on a fucking show for you. What Gavin McInnes? The leader of the Proud Boys. This sounds like a. That sounds like a. It sounds like a, a dance troupe at a gay bar. Richard Spencer, isn't he famous for being punched? Ex- exactly, exactly. And I mean, it, it, these no. are these are the people we're gonna we're gonna. Oh yeah, these are the people that are gonna organize us. Apparently, uh, us white males and get and get us to join with them. Yet all four of us at, at, at separate times over the life of this podcast. Have savaged them motherfuckers, just <laughs> ripping on them like it was a roast. And I'm not talking about the bullshit Comedy Central ones. I'm talking like the good old ones where they were all drunk, and Sammy Davis Jr. and shit was there, and, and casually racist. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love those. I love those things. When we get together and do our podcast, let's get like a bunch of liquor and sit down and watch one of the old Dean Martin roasts. They were so good. Like I said, let's get a bunch of liquor and do a podcast. I'm like, we played that game. No. That's <laughs> off limits now. Thanks. <laughs> we don't, we're angry enough, man. We'll have the cops called. <laughs> I'll be in the corner hurting the cat. There's no guns in the house. Yeah. But I, I think I think I think a lot of the media and I, I know a lot of the people on the left, the 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 cry wolfers, I guess. I don't know any other way to put it are really overestimating the reach of a lot of these groups. I mean, Charlie Ledust talked about it. Other other reporters who have basically shunned and, and kind of shrugged their shoulders at the mainstream media who've dipped into these waters and made documentaries, wrote books, write articles, have all been like, these, these people are not to be fucking worried about. They're not as organized as you think. Antifa makes these people make Antifa look like a well-oiled machine. Well, if you're going to, if you're out a figurehead, even if you're going to make that statement, though, 
that the left and the, and the media is overestimating the reach and the influence of these people, I think you need to take it a step further because uh, why? Why are they overestimating that? They did the same thing in the, in the march to the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein and the Republican Guard, if you remember. How oh, devastating yeah. and powerful that army was. They need the enemy to look dangerous to mobilize something against it, whether or not the threat is real. And that mobilizes people on the left. It doesn't matter if it's true. They just need to believe it's true so that they will activate and organize, join the cause against evil. That's why. I don't think, yeah, I, you're, I, I think your assessment of these guys is absolutely, how many people were in Charlottesville and how much attention did it get? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean it's, it's controlling people by keeping them in, in a constant state of reaction, right? Your policies Here. are now done in reaction to what the other side wants and you have to fight against that it's the religious rather than model. do some independent thinking and, and right it's the religious model of the devil it, it's 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 invoking a satan-like fear or a fear of the satan-like object in order to scare people into joining your righteous cause well i the boogeyman i, I guess i guess i guess that's why i don't know i i even like even Antifa, like, people are like, "Wow, you, you're really hard on them." I'm like, "Cause they're fucking douchebags," but I don't think they're like a, a a burgeoning power in this country. They're a bunch of fucking idiots. I mean, most of them, they, they're the type of fucking dorks who get PTSD from being around someone firing a, a fucking rifle. Like, I'm supposed to be scared of these idiots? No, but you know what they are? You get them in a group, you get them riled up. You give them fucking homemade explosives. You give them, you know, cha- you know, chains and bike locks and shit. Yeah, they can be dangerous. They can start some shit. And that's exactly what happens when they go someplace. And that's their stated goal at this point. And when you ask them, explain to me how busting out a Starbucks window is fighting fascism. It's the same pat answers all the fucking time. I can, I can set my watch by it patriarchy, white supremacy, systemic racism, capitalism. Okay, do you even... Stop with the pat answers. How are these things... How are you fighting them by doing what you're doing? It's what they were told to do. Yes, useful idiots is what they absolutely are. I mean, even if you talk to someone like my brother who... You know, I, I don't know if it's fair... Like I said, at one point he did these words did come out of his mouth. He did call himself a communist. He did call himself an authoritarian. Now, granted, that was about a year and a half, two years ago. I don't know if he'd still fucking classify himself as that. But let's just run with it and say that he would. Even he says these idiots are, are, are more detrimental to any cause that they back than they are. Don't they, consi- don't they consider themselves anarchists? That's, that's the other thing. Well, that's sort you know, of the antithesis of communism. Well, that's, that's, that's the other thing. Half of them are communists. Then there's like, well, we're the socialists, we're the democratic socialists. No, we're anarchists. And, and how the fuck can a, can a can a group of anarchists and communists? You're just anti. You're not antifa. You're just anti. You're against everything. You're just against whatever's in front of you. You don't know what the fuck you. If you're commiserating with a communist and you call yourself an anarchist, you don't know what the fuck you stand for. Exactly. It's you just know like what you stand against. It's like the white supremacists. You got the KKK standing next to the Aryan Brotherhood. KKK is, you know, God, Jesus, and all that shit. And most, most, most of the Aryan Brotherhood don't give a fuck about religion. 
In fact, I've had skinheads tell me flat out there was no such fucking person as Jesus Christ because ain't no fucking Jew going to save anybody. So now, <laughs> but they're going to stand shoulder to shoulder in Charlottesville, 150 deep, which, ooh, God, that's 150 out of 350 million people. Was there that many there? I thought, I thought there was like less than 100. Man, I have screenshots of, of there, was, there was a group that put out a bunch of uh, YouTube videos about how they were resisting the right yeah. And in Charlottesville, and they had aerial shots. And man, I mean, I'm talking, if they broke 100 in these aerial shots that were supposedly all these white supremacists, I would be shocked. You but know, I'll give the benefit of the doubt and say 150 yeah. out of 350 million. Right. And what's, what's telling about the scare tactic being used with, with at least Charlottesville is that we have to have a debate about this because it would have really sort of neutralized and neutered the left's um, narrative on this if there was a screenshot showing there were 75 people marching down one street in one little town in Charlottesville. It would have neutralized the threat. So we have to sit here. We don't know how many. And that's intentional, I think. Nobody wanted to really show how few people were actually there. No, that's why people would understand that you're overblowing the threat. That's why the night before with the the Tiki Torch Brigade, those jackasses, they were taking shots of them from a low angle, shooting oh, yeah. up into them, standing in a crowd, they're really five or six deep. But oh, if you I shoot people like that, it looks like a bunch of people. You know, you're a photographer. Fuck yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. I, when I went to, I didn't have to in Chicago, but there, there have been a couple of places that I've gone where I'm trying to think, this was back when I was actually shooting in advocacy for maybe an organization or a protest or something. I'm like, okay, I need to get this shot so it doesn't show how few people are actually here. I have to make this look like this place is fucking packed. It's not hard to do. Anyone who's ever photographed their friend's band knows how to make a show look full. Yeah. <laughs> it's this, no, it's the same thing. You just put the camera where the, de- the empty spots ain't. Well, right. I mean, they kind of do the same thing with other. I mean, outside of photographs, just making a mob look like. It exists when yeah. it's just a few assholes. Oh, you, know, it's, it's, you, know, you read it's, you read articles about how like, people are outraged over this issue, and then the, here's three or four people on Twitter that were tweeting about this about this outrageous thing. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and that goes back to the stupidity thing that I keep talking about is that people don't sit won't sit there because they agree with. I guess the agenda or the organization or they want to believe in it. They want to believe that it's a burgeoning movement. So they will sit here and look at a photograph and ask themselves, yeah, was this just sort of taken to make it look like there's a lot of people? No, they'll just sit there. Oh, God, look at all of those folks there. This is a really, this is a burgeoning movement. It's the new thing. They don't bother to sit there and critically question their anything that's put forth by any their own little tribe and so it, it makes it right, easy you don't have to try very hard to fool people because they want to be fooled they're looking at everything as a in a binary system it's either yeah. it's either a positive or it's nothing it's a one or a zero and the one gives me the reward of whatever feeling like i'm a better person because i'm not that feeling like i'm part of something yeah. feeling like i'm one of the forward-thinking people that are going to, you know, make this country go in the right direction. Or, you know, if you stop and think about it critically and go, you know, maybe this isn't exactly what is being presented to me in this story or this news piece or whatever, well, then you've got a zero. You don't get that reward. 
Yep. Now you have work to do. It's exhausting, too. It's not reward time. It's like, okay, if I actually want to think critically about this, I've got to do some digging on my own. Yeah, and it's Read exhausting. Some other sources on this. And, there, and again, we, I've talked about this once before on, on the show, is that it's, there's so much data and information out there now. And you're flooded with it. You can't help it now. And digging through all of that, I will give the pass on this. It's exhausting. You can drown in all that. Yes, and sometimes you, you don't know what to believe. You can't tell a lot of times what's true and what's bullshit. And I, I, I tell you, a lot yeah. of people just give the fuck up. Right. No, I, I mean, I think giving, well, it's not even, I don't know what you're describing as giving up. Like, Giving up being able to tell, having to put forth all of the effort. It's exhausting to try to cut through all that data to get to the knowledge part of it, you know, on that pyramid thing we talked about that time, right? Right. Well, I I mean, there's there's giving up like, I'm just not going to read any of it. No, no. Or there's giving up and saying, well, I'm just going to go with whatever feels right. Exactly. That. I'm going to give up. I'm not going to bother to cut through this. I'm going to shut off the critical part of my brain, the critical thinking part of my brain, because you know what? I'm tired. This makes me feel good. This makes me happy. This gives me hope. This gives me energy. I'm a, I, in the religious vernacular, I'm part of the chosen tribe. Right? I can believe that right. now. So what sets you apart as, as somebody who you know, has the same access to information and comes up with different Specific? conclusions? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're asking me that specifically? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, okay, I didn't mean this as confrontational. Let me, let me rephrase well, that, this. I did take, take it as confrontational. But I just, what, what is one to do, right? I, I, can, I can answer. Let me answer the question in my own experience. Because okay? at the end, are, okay, yes. I, I read a, a biography, and you can take him or leave him. A lot of people hate him. Jean-Jacques Rousseau. I read a biography on him. He's a French philosopher from 1700s sometime. And uh, I got interested in him probably about 13, 14 years ago. And I was struck in his biography by a credo that he lived by. It's Latin. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it properly, but it's vitam impendera vero. Truth at all costs. Even in some translations, <clears throat> to the point of death. In other words, choose death over falsehood, if it comes to that. He lived by that as best he could, or at least he, he put forth the, uh, the idea that he did. He tried to live by it. Another one is written on the Oracle of Delphi, Know Thyself. You combine those two, which is Noski Teipsum or Tainoski, however you want to say it. You combine those two, and you put yourself, your ego, as best you can. Nobody's perfect at this. I'm sure as fuck not perfect of it. It's how I ended up in the resistance once upon a time. But you put yourself, hopefully, in a position of self-awareness where you are aware that you have biases, that you are aware that you're fallible, that your perceptions can be skewed by your ego and wanting to feel like you're more important than and more correct and right than you really are. It's taking yourself as best you can, again, nobody's perfect, and it's, it's impossible, unless your name's Jesus or Buddha, to do this 100% successfully. But you get your ego out the fucking way as much as you possibly can. And mm-hmm. try, at any expense, any cost, at, to the best of your ability, to tether yourself to truth, whether it hurts or not. But how do you recognize it? You have... Okay, I'm going to answer it. That's yeah. the know-thyself part. 
That's, that's why you have to tether it. It's not just enough to say, I'm going to live by the truth. You have to know who you are. You have to do enough self-exploration to know where you're hurt, where you're defective, what need, where you're needy, because that's going to show you your deficiencies and where you are Don Quixoteing, as I like to say, yourself. Yeah. Well, take, the, take Trump, for example. We were talking about him at the top of the show, and I am at this point certain that he is compromised in some way by Russia and that that is a problem. Now, I'm not basing that on fact, right? Because the investigation is still ongoing. Right. I haven't seen any evidence of this. What did you except see? Yep. For, you did. Except for what I saw, I, you know, but yeah. that's me going kind of with my gut, right? I'm looking at somebody after being an adult that's old enough to read people and understand when they're, at, you know, speaking from the heart and are at ease and are comfortable, and when they're not, you know, and so I see that as like I'm accepting this as truth, right? Mm-hmm. But what am I basing that on? I'm not well, basing my truth on fact. I'm basing this on well, my you don't, gut. You don't need to. You know? Because he's acting as if he's compromised, and that's enough. You don't need, I, in my, this is my view. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for you. But in this situation, it's like 9-11. You know, I was, I was sort of into the truther thing after 9-11, right? I, I could see the Reichstag fire similarities after 9-11. I could see the Patriot Act. I could equate that to Hitler's Enabling Act after the Reichstag fire. And I really wanted to connect those two dots. I never could. But it occurred to me one day. That doesn't matter. George Bush, in the days after 9-11, the lead up to the Iraq war with the Patriot Act and, and many other things, acted as if it was an inside job. So the details didn't matter. And the same thing's happening here. He's acting as if he's compromised yeah. at this point. The details may come out. They may not. He may be impeached. He may be forced to resign. He may stick a big rhinoceros-sized dildo up his butt and commit suicide. We don't know. But at this moment, what we saw on that stage was enough of our American president standing at a podium with a Russian dictator acting as though he's compromised and a Manchurian president. That's enough. Cool. Right? So the truth, the details, you can get lost in the details, and it's fun, and I understand. I want to know, but I don't don't need those details anymore. He's a, he is acting as if, 100% as if he's compromised. That's enough. The details don't make any difference into what you think the end result should be. Exactly. Or what they will be, based on what he's doing. Like, like Dave like, Chappelle said, you may, not be a, you may not be a whore, but you're wearing a whore's uniform. He's acting like he's guilty. What would he be doing differently if he were compromised? Let's just, let's just pretend for a moment that we have all the facts and that's exactly what happened and we know it what would he how would he be acting differently oh, so if he were guilty or yeah, if let's, he was let's just let's just for 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 shits and giggles and playing a game let's pretend he is <clears throat> let's pretend like he's, we, ha- he's either- we have the headshot we have the headshot proof he's guilty exactly exactly i mean it's all been laid out uh, it, it, behind the scenes maybe it hasn't been proven but Let's say he is. Let's say either Trump or uh, Putin has something on him or there was collusion prior to the election. Whatever. How would he be acting any differently than he is right now? Uh, it, the best defense is a good offense. Talking mad shit like he does about everybody else. Be a little bit more defiant to the press, I guess. I don't know. I, I get your point. I think 
I understand what you're saying. You're saying he's he, he wouldn't act all that much different. I don't know what he would do that would be any different. He's Here's not going to. I've learned with it, Trump, though. You, it, I, you don't put anything past him. He, he, the minute you think, okay, I know his what he's going to do, what he's going to say, what his reactions right. going to be, he's going to come up with some shit. And you're going to go, whoa! I didn't even think about that. Well, that's, that's my fear of of starting a war with Russia. That I think he he could potentially at least bring us to the brink of that if he feels like he's threatened. I don't know if there's any surprise left inside of me for, for Trump's actions or what he's saying. I'm, the only surprise is how he continues to have support. Yeah. Anyway, to go back to, to the original question, you asked me uh, you know, about truth and trying to tether yourself to it, right? And then you, you transition to you don't know about Trump. Well, you, you, take, you do the best you can. And in the absence of evidence, you, I, I think in this case you have to, like I said, I think you have to ask yourself, based on his behavior, what's the most likely yeah. scenario? I think part of it, too, is understanding the intent of the author, right? You, you know what the story is that they want you to understand, but uh, you don't necessarily have to take that at face value. I mean... I don't know. Uh, what author? What you, a, who's, who's the author in our scenario? Here? No, just anything. I mean, any article, as much as oh, okay, okay. As, yeah. as journalism, journalism is supposed to be unbiased. It's, None of it is. It's impossible to remove one hundred percent of any kind of bias, right? From anything. Well, people, we've stopped but, trying. There used to be an attempt at that. And I think, I think you've actually hit on something that's rather important that ties into the data knowledge pyramid that I've been talking about, is that there is hardly anything left. We are inundated with propaganda posing as, as news now. Everything has an agenda, right or wrong. No judgment uh, action you know, included in this. But we we're, we're have constantly, from Facebook, from our friends, from our family, to commercials, to the news, to even on television, even stupid fucking sitcoms, we're being propagandized. We know what it looks like. It's everywhere. And so it turns us into cynics. I mean, we see it all the fucking time. Nothing's true. Nothing is objective. Nothing is based just solely on facts and trying to get to the truth. Everything is trying to push an agenda and sell you something. So what like do you suppose? Hmm? Like the Go song ahead. says, everything's possible, nothing is real. I, I, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. We, any, any story that you choose to believe becomes a fact, just based on how much you want to believe it to be true. And anything that you choose not to believe becomes fake news. Right. And, I mean, this has always been a problem, but it is just... Not like this, man. Yeah, this, that's what I'm saying. This is like... This it's is, everywhere. There's nitrous hooked up. They're on meth and bath salts. I mean, they, they, this, is, this is taking someone who's always been a problem child and putting them in a situation where they're just given unlimited amounts of the worst shit to give these people. Right. And that's what this has done. And it's amplified to the point where it is now mainstream. Yeah, I, I hate to do this to you, but if you go through the day, I don't know, Chris, you may be a little more attuned to this because you worked in uh, the media and you saw behind the advertising veil, but if you go through the course of your day and actively pay attention to how constantly you're bombarded with propaganda, agenda, political bullshit, advertising, how many times a day you're being sold something, it's it's well, yeah, ceaseless. Yeah, I think endless. the alarming statistic would be how often you are marketed to. I think it would be That's, a lot more than people thought. 
Actually, that's a good word, but you have to it you have blow to blow your mind. You have to expand it though. You can't just consider it like sales, like advertising, right? You have to consider it in the political realm, you have to consider it in the entertainment realm. How often are how much are you being sold? Constantly. It's it's un it's a tor- it's a nonstop yeah. flood hitting your eyeballs and your ears every single day. Right. Not just on a product, but no. on an idea. Yeah. Off the top of my head right now, I'm being marketed to by like five things in my field of vision. Like my yeah, computer, it, my vaporizer, my cell phone, the brand of beer I had in here last night, like a, a zigzag. Like, yeah. It's fuck the it. branding on your fucking shirt. Yeah. I'm wearing a Nike shirt. There's the swoosh. I've got the pants on. There's the fucking swoosh. Guys, here's, I'm glad you said this. This, is, this blew my mind when I saw this. Um, you said your vaporizer. Buddy of mine bought a new mod that has full color screen, Wi-Fi enable, you know, capabilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That what? thing, what? that yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that thing plays advertisements at random times. Oh fuck that! Fuck that! Is yeah, that allowed? I, you have to tell your battery you to tell your iPhone to not market to you. Your Keep iPhone that mo- is, is defaulted to market to you unless you tell it to not to. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about audible advertisements. I'm talking about pop-up advertisements. No, that's or, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. if, if you go through Metro PCS, you have to accept their advertisements on your phone. You cannot turn them off. That is the price you pay for cheap cell phone service. So every day, when you go to, like, you turn on your phone, like, okay, oh, I got an, a text message. I got an alert. You have to swipe Metro PCS's fortune cookie of the day or a fun fact of the day to the left, and of course there's an advertisement attached to it. Jeez. I mean, it's it, it is it is. You are absolutely right. I'm pumping gas, watching a fake news broadcast. Being, gas TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's advertising being sold real as a newscast. And I, I, like I said, I hate to. I'm I'm not trying to torture anybody <laughs> because if you're not aware of it. It's, it's astounding. It's going to flabbergast you. If you actually pay attention to this for like two days, you're going you're gonna to find out just how fucking flooded and how adapted to it you've become. And that's to bring this back to the original point that when we're talking about how people just shut off, it's because they're constantly bombarded by this shit. They know it when they see it. And there's so little that is not trying to sell and propagandize you to buying something either real or imagined that they know it when they see it and they give the fuck up because they're so exhausted from people trying to sell them something. They're just going to say, you know what? Fuck this. This is what I believe. This makes me feel good. Fuck you. I understand that aspect of this. I understand people drowning in data like that, that drowning in marketing, but that's not an excuse. Because unless you're aware of it, unless you can do something about it, unless you can insulate and isolate yourself away to where you can decipher between good and fake information and go from data to knowledge, this is what we get. It's not an excuse. You cannot relieve yourself of that responsibility. None of us can. It doesn't matter if you're being victimized by the marketing culture. You have control, ultimately. You can shut the TV off. You can shut down Facebook. You can find decent sources of information to cut the flow and to, and to cease the torrent to where you can breathe again. You can choose the information. It's hard as fuck. 
and you're going to start screaming at shit that comes in at you. <laughs> I scream at the television. I was, I was watching the, the TV today, and just before it came out, I was a little pissed off where we came on the air, and there's this uh, fucking Allstate commercial, I think. You know, the, the, the guy who's acting like he's chaos, and he's sitting there acting like he's a ring bearer, and he just swallowed the ring. He's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a child with a... Oh, no, fuck you, you're a goddamn media whore. Fuck you, get the fuck away from me, and walked over and shut the TV off. <laughs> You're off the artistic roll call. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. Fuck you. Quit selling me your bullshit. It happened to me last year. I, I took that trip uh, around Lake Champlain. I'd been uh, off Facebook and off uh, just demediaized for a long time before I took that hitching trip. And at the end, I'm in Vermont. I told you guys the story before, but I've been off of everything. And I walk into. I'm at this truck stop. I'd, I'd camped out behind it the night before. I had to charge my shit. Had to take a dump. So I walk into the truck stop, plop into the little trucker's lounge, plug my phone in. Oh, goody, I'm going to sit here and just chill out. And Matt Lauer's on television selling old people, using people, old people's fucking faces to sell some fucking, uh, what was it, like Jif or uh, Smucker's. That's what it was, Smucker's Jelly. And I'm sitting here yelling at the tele, what the fuck are you doing? These people have lived 100 years for what, motherfucker? So you can sell Smucker's with their goddamn face? Go fuck yourself. Get the fuck away from me. And this was loud. <laughs> I, I was like the guy. Oh, you who, said that out loud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're on the TV, but man, you're going to be fun when you get old. If you're already screaming at the TV. I can't do it. I, I tell you. And I, I caught myself. The guy, there was like some dude, some guy mopping the floor outside the truck. So I'm just looking at me like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get the fuck kicked out of here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So I flipped it over to Green Acres. I did not yell. At Green Acres. I, you know, Todd, to, to, to prove your point, before 2007, I never played with any console I owned hooked up to the internet. And so when I buy sports games, unless it was like, you know, a sponsorship built into the game, mm-hmm. like, we're going to go back to the nationwide replay of that last play, you know, or something like that. <coughs> yeah. And those, I, I, I was, I was, you know, you, you, you play the game enough. Eventually, I just started playing the game with the sound off and skipping through the scenes. So I was able to just basically eliminate them. Right. Once I, once I got on Xbox Live and played a baseball game online, every stadium that I played a game in came alive with advertisements that changed based on what time of the, the year it was. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. At every at bat. Yeah. That I, every every batter I pitched to, there was a rotating advertisement behind State Farm, Ford. Yeah. Actual Christ. advertisements. This isn't like replications, like fake replications of ads at, at stadiums. These are real advertisements that were paid for from these companies to the video game company to advertise to you why you play this game. Exactly. MLB, exactly. the MLB franchise is notorious for this. Notorious. I should totally put a commercial on this podcast right oh. after this conversation. I know, I know where you live. Just for comic timing. But I, I cannot stress this enough, man. I've been out of the country, maybe you've heard, and I, whenever I come back here, after being gone out of the country for a couple of, couple of months, the first 45 minutes in the airport is torture. Because it's every you, you become resensitized to that bombardment, that constant barrage of 
information, breaking news, don't, 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 all of this shit that's hitting you from every fucking direction. And when you're desensitized to it and you're re-exposed to it, it's, it, 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 it can drive you nuts. But pay attention to that, man. I, all of you, all of you thousands upon thousands of unregimented listeners at the ChristopherMedia.net network, when you go out on Monday or tomorrow, whenever it is, pay attention to how much you're bombarded with marketing, advertising, propaganda, all of it. It's interesting, man. It's it's five years of doing it. Every other week, I don't watch TV. Every other week, I come back, and it's just it's the marketing is apparent. And it's just and I forget what movie it was. If it's either Harold and Maude or Ghost World, oh, same movie basically. Switch the sexes. <laughs> but there's one. There, but there's a there's a part in one of the movies where the 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 person's partner, and I think it's Buscemi in Ghost World now that I think about it, is yelling at the, the TV or the radio and it just goes, stop yelling! And it's like, you know, I feel you. I, I, got, I get what you're saying 20 years ago. And it's, because, yeah, it's apparent. You're just being yelled at and bombarded by this now. Yeah. You know. It's, hey, it's, and this is, where, this is where the, the, the fake news narrative, this is why it grabs. This is why it sticks. Because he is not wrong. He's not wrong about this. He's using it to his advantage, and he's manipulating the shit out of people because he's creating his own brand of it, of course. But he's not wrong about this. And people instinctively know it. All you have to do, if you really want to see how much he's creating his own brand of it, is go back and read from summer 2016 a Bloomberg business article that followed the Trump campaign. They were so so certain they were going to lose that they had already started moving ahead to make plans for a Trump news network. Yeah, I saw that. But once he won, they were like, yeah, we're going to put this on hold till you're no longer president because that's given them too much ammo. (laughs) State, yeah. (laughs) State media is a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Even even we can't pull that. It, maybe get elected for a second time, and yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll try in the second term. We'll see how you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I just want to just wrap this up with the advertising and all that. I mean, we're we're just we are in a really really a very precarious place here, because some of, some of it's understandable, and a lot of it I think is because we've escaped the responsibility of who we are and what we digest and how and what we think and what we base that on. But it's a really precarious place because it's become so hard. And I say that sympathetically. I understand it. It's become so difficult to tell what's real and what isn't. But you can't give up. You can't. This is the alternative. It's warfare. It's us against them. Whoever you are and whoever they are, it doesn't matter. That's what this is going to lead to. When you have two people, it's like religion, man. Two fantasies going to war over which one's supposedly real. Neither one. But that's where it's leading. And the, it doesn't matter if, if both ideologies or religions are fake. The death is real. The damage done is real. And that's where we're at, man. This week, is just it, it's highlighted it. The, the, the process, the, the, the choices that we think we have or that we're being given... <laughs> Between the, the bad shit left and the bad shit right, it's real. It doesn't matter if the, the ideology or the theology is real. What we're being presented with is, and that's the problem. And I don't see any indication that we even care. Well, no, because you have, not everyone gets away from it like you do. And most people, let's be honest, 
die within, what, 15 miles of where they were born in this country? So if you never even get out of the mm-hmm. the, the, the marketing culture, the, 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 this, is, this is a big one. If you talk to people who are, are from overseas, they're like, I can't believe how bombarded with just America you people are in America. Like, you're advertised your own country constantly. It is strange to us. And it's it's not even like a pride thing. It's just like taking the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a brand. Yeah. Freedom Homes, the Freedom Card. Drop the A, by the way. It's America. No, it is. It's, it's exactly right. You look at, 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 at like the, free, the Capital One Freedom Card. That is the most ridiculous piece of shit that I've ever seen. But that's exactly what it's doing. It's taking that America, the Freedom brand, and attaching it to a fucking credit card. Of all things, the antithesis of financial freedom. Here, have have happiness and slavery. Here's yeah. your credit card. I, I, I took freedom, a picture on my uh, one of my first hitchhiking trips out east. I was I was at a gas station right across from this fucking trailer park or this place that sold uh, modular modular homes, and it was called Freedom Homes. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how fucking ridiculous is that? What kind of mortgage do you have to get to have something like that built? And do you call that freedom? Being tethered to that? For how long? Thirty fucking years. It's the branding. It's it's. It, I know this doesn't sound exactly like what you're talking about, but that's part of it. The, the freedom and America. It's tethered together. The America, the American freedom brand to sell everything. <laughs> Once again, I got to invoke the Prophet Hicks. God damn it! Stop putting a price tag on every fucking thing in this world. <laughs> oh, that's four. I think I'm gonna have to cut you off. <laughs> okay, I gotta switch over. Okay, wait a minute. We mentioned Carlin like four. I gotta switch over to Patrice O'Neill now for the rest of the show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up. Stand up. I, I memorized everything from Hicks, so I'll take the Hicks mantle from now on. So, well, you know, something I wanted to talk about that I believe Aaron and I have talked about off the air, but I don't believe we talked about it on the air. We might have mentioned it, but we didn't really get into it. Is this? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go so far as to say it's it's a uh, manufactured epidemic because I've heard it called an epidemic. I don't really believe it is. I just believe people are whipping out their cell phones and recording it, so we're seeing it. I don't think it's happening any more, any less than it's always happened. Of people calling the cops and snitching on other people, specifically white people doing it to black people. But that's not really the part that fascinates me. What fascinates me is this snitching culture that has become absolutely positively acceptable these days. Can I go meta on this too and talk about, is anyone aware of the the, the, the people snitching on the people snitching? snitching? Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're talking about them snitching, but you're snitching on them snitching. So who's this fucking snitch? Who watches the Watchmen type situation? Well, were you just snitching on the snitcher of the snitch? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not immune either. <laughs> Did I just snitch on you? Jesus. Yes. It's a rabbit hole. It's white. It's instinctual, apparently. Yeah. It's tail culture. Yeah. But no, I, it's it's it really is, and I I, I think that's not even that's not tattletale culture though. That's that's sort of how would you characterize that? That's sort of an a uh, uh, almost like a I, I'm missing a word here. It's, <laughs> An aggressive, it's sort of an attack on someone using law enforcement. It doesn't sound like they're snitching. It sounds like they're using law enforcement to 
to what's the word I'm looking for? I can't. There, there's an obvious word here to uh, brutalize somebody. Well, it doesn't yeah. sound like they, that doesn't sound like they have a problem. Like, let's say it was drugs. It doesn't sound like it. The way you're characterizing it, or the way I'm interpreting it, anyway, it's not that they have a problem that oh, that guy has drugs. It's like watch what we can do to make this guy suffer for having those drugs. Oh no, no. It's but it's not even drugs. It's things like. Well, oh, hey, look, this kid's selling candy outside my window without a permit. Well, well right, but that, there was a specific example, Rich, that you and I were talking about where this old white woman had confronted, uh, like, you know, oh, pre-teen the kid with the candy. Yeah. Can, yeah, and the, and the Mexican dude comes up and buys all of it. But what is her argument for why she's calling him? Well, I mean, you... She brings up, you don't see how these people live. What, what does that have to do with anything? Like you've confessed yeah. that you just don't like the fact that you have to go out of your house and see black people in your neighborhood. That's why you're calling the cops on this kid. I just keep, you know what I keep thinking of is, is like the, uh, I keep coming back to the, the Russian Revolution and, and Solzhenitsyn and Stalin, but denunciations. Like somebody you dislike or someone who is ideologically or culturally um, unreliable, that mm-hmm. you can snitch on them, oh, that you can I, just sort of report them to the authorities and have it taken care of. That's what all this or, reminds me or of. Or you just owe them a debt. These, huh? Or you just owe them a debt, and it's an easy way to get it to go away. Well, my debt. reaction to all yeah. of these situations has been, mind your business. If everyone, this is, if everyone in all of these stories minds their business, we're all better people. When did Veruca like Salt ever mind her own business? The people snitching. Mind your business. The people snitching on the people snitching. Mind That's your not, fucking business. Well, you know, here's the thing. I've, I, have, I have quite a bit of personal experience of living, unfortunately, in a duplex with a group of people in the next, the other side of the duplex who called the cops on literally anything that we did. Called the landlord on anything we did. Case in point, we got... A foot and a half of snow. Now, the way this duplex was set up, we shared a porch, and there was one walkway out to the sidewalk, which led to their driveway on one side, my driveway on the other. I shoveled my driveway, I shoveled the sidewalk that led to my driveway, and I shoveled the main walkway from the from the front steps to the sidewalk. They called the cops on me for putting snow when I was shoveling it on their lawn. Sometimes you got shit neighbors, man. It, I'm okay. sure the cops are the. Did, did the cops tell them like stop wasting my time? That was the first time. The second time they called because of the parking situation out in front of the house. They called because I parked in front of my side of the duplex. Then they called the cops because supposedly while mowing my side of the lawn, a rock flew and hit their car in their driveway, even though they couldn't show me or the cops where the the rock had hit. And at that point, the cops said. You call us for another bullshit call, and there's there's going to be a price pay. You cannot use nine one one for every little grief and, and and nonsense complaint you have about your neighbors. That's when the calls started going to the landlords, to the point where the landlords would call me. They they one time called the landlords and accused me and my roommate of running a brothel out of our side of the duplex, which I left my ass off because I was like I ain't had pussy in forever. Like if I had a hymen, it'd grow back by now. But apparently, I'm just like Ike Turner up in here running, just running hoes daily or some shit. And, my, and the landlords are like, we, these people are crazy. This, this is why I, look, I understand there's a racial element to it. 
but I also understand there's just fucking asshole people. Who, yeah, sometimes you have for, shit neighbors. For whatever reason, feel that they're entitled to punish everybody who they who does anything they dare disagree with. And that's why I, I call it tattletale culture, because it more and more, everybody's got to snitch on everybody else about something. And what have we heard now for going on 20 years since 9-11? If you see something, say something. You know, what have, what have they been teaching kids since post-Columbine? If there's a kid doing anything you think suspicious, go to a teacher and tell on him. Fuck, let's go back further. What have they been teaching kids since the D.A.R.E. program started? The horror stories about kids going through the D.A.R.E. program and then turning their parents in because they found their weed stash. You know, I mean, it, it, what the fuck is wrong with us to where we just can't let people fucking live? I mean, well, I, again, again, I got to I got to I got to take it back to <laughs> what I've been seeing with the reading that I've been doing. That was a that was a clear aspect and a, and a key aspect of how. Uh, the communists kept people in line. They turned their neighbors against each other. That it wasn't just like the KGB or the secret police that you had to worry about. You had to worry about your... They did this in, in Nazi Germany as well. I mean, if your neighbor were to turn you in, you had to worry about everything. I mean, you were constantly on guard and not sure of what you could say to whom or what you could do around whom because if someone decided to report you, you know, it, it really takes the big brother culture, it takes the cameras right out of it and turns everybody into a set of cameras that you have to watch out for. Well, yeah, that's one one of the instances I'm thinking of. That he got labeled Coupon Carl. Yeah. He was an employee at, I believe, Walgreens. And a lady came in and was trying to scam a, 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 excuse me, scan a coupon that supposedly was going to give her, I don't know, X amount of money off, buy one, get one free, so, some shit like that. And it kept coming back as coupon not valid. And when he took a look at it, he determined it was a fake coupon. Now, when she cut the camera on him making a phone call, old dude was shaking like a fucking leaf on a tree. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. This isn't just some fucking nosy Nelly walking by a situation and, and going, I'm going to make a phone call and report this bitch for trying to pass fake coupons. This yeah, the coupon was actually not valid. It was fake. It's, that's, the, that's the thing. It wasn't that it was just an expired coupon. It was a fake coupon. She was trying to pass a fake coupon. He's an employee of that company. Mm -hmm. If it, it, We are told at my job, if someone tries to pass you fake money, you have to do something about it. It's a felony to take mm -hmm. that from them. Right. And we've had was people it, try to pass us fake 20s every once in a while. It happens it, a couple times a year. Wasn't it in Oakland or San Francisco over the last week, someone whose job it is to actually check permits, checked somebody's permit and got fired because they didn't have a permit? Like she actually was to check, she, her job was actually check the permit for the sales vendors. She asked somebody for one that didn't have one and she got fucking fired because she did her fucking job, which was to because, check for the permits. Because out comes the cell phone and it's not even a matter of these people are being recorded and then posted later. These things are being periscoped, Facebooked live. Yeah. These things are being broadcast in real time as they happen. So the outrage is instantaneous and it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Damn the facts. Which, I mean, once again, does this not sound like what we've been talking about with the whole rush to judgment with Me Too and yeah. proof? We well, have this person rule. said that's proof. Yeah, it's mob rule. Yeah. I mean, I just find it amazing that we don't even. You have so many people who are angry at police for 
violating rights, setting up unconstitutional, you know, sobriety checkpoints, uh, ignoring the Fourth Amendment, you know, violating people's <laughs> rights. We, we, we violate ourselves. Yes, more so than the police. Even we enjoy it. We don't mind it if we can do it to the, to other people. We 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 thoroughly enjoy having that power in our own hands. We just don't like it when we have the government doing it to us. I mean, I, I have literally worked jobs where there are people doing things that yeah would probably get them fired, but they're not stealing. They're not harming anybody. They're just doing shit that they're not supposed to do at work. And you know they come. Up, managers, bosses, other employees come up to me. Hey, did you see what so-and-so was doing? I don't know what you're talking about. Ain't none of my fucking business. It's not my job to fucking... Now, if that person is doing something that's putting themselves or me at risk, that's a different story. But, I mean, it's like this whole... Well, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's it, Maybe snitching culture isn't the right way to put it. Maybe it's a culture of paranoia. If you keep everybody paranoid, then you keep it's, it's one way to, to control them and keep, in, keep them in line. Maybe judgment culture is a way to look at it. Well, I, I can tell you this. this. This whole recording of people calling the cops on people for you know no good reason, supposedly. <laughs> um, which, I mean, and I have, to, I have to agree, most of the time it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. There's only been two instances I saw where it seemed like it was valid. It was the, the, the fake coupon trying to be passed, and the other one was an incident in Georgia where they were in an enclosed parking garage, and they got out of their car and were smoking. And the lady said, hey, you can't smoke in here. It's against the law. It's an enclosed parking garage. Basically, they told her, mind her fucking business. So she called the cops on them. Now, while I think it's bullshit, that that's a bullshit law, I mean, you're already in an enclosed parking garage with cars running. What are you worried about? Secondhand smoke? You already got enough carbon monoxide in there to fucking get you high, but whatever. That lady was reporting a crime. Granted, it wasn't a murder or she wasn't stopping a rape, but I mean, once again, it's two instances of out of how many dozen we've seen in the last couple of weeks. But the point is, is that I'm driving down the road. I'm going to work. I'm going wherever I'm going. I see someone on the phone standing on the side of the road now, and I'm waiting for, I'm looking for someone recording them. Right. I'm like, okay, what, who's this person snitching on? <laughs> like, that's how, that's how quick my mindset went to, wow, everybody's a fucking, everybody's a little bitch-ass tattletale. These are the kids that got beat up in school for good reason. Shut your fucking mouth, asshole. It's the hall monitor culture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's some, some other element to it. It's, it's something to do with why are they? Fa- I don't know. I don't well, know. Todd, I don't know. Todd, to me, it comes from the top down. Yeah. It comes from our institutions, whether it be schooling, whether it be our government. And you're now seeing, you know, at the very least, at the very least, 20 years or going on 20 years of this trickling down to, to where we get to this point. But I think it. I, I think it has more to do with being seen doing it. That's why they're recording it. You see what I mean? I, I think there's a social media look at me narcissistic uh, aspect to this that's been cultivated on Facebook and what? Twitter. That goes on, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's my other question. Why is it so? And this is something that makes no sense. We all, well, you've li- you've you've lived in this area, Todd, around yeah. Detroit. Yeah, Maybe yeah. remember the Crime Stoppers number to anonymously report, like, yeah, you know, drug dealing in your neighborhood. 
Sure. Why do these people have to make a show of calling the cops? That's the point. That's my exact point. I mean, why record it? If, 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 that, if that wasn't the impetus of it, why is recording it a thing? I mean, people have been calling the cops for stupid shit forever, but they were just never seen doing it. Now it's a thing. <laughs> look at me. Look at how self-righteous I am. I'm going to fucking, I'm the judge and the jury. I'm going to punish this person with the police. You know, that's, that's the, the angle of this, that people need to be seen doing something that is really, it, I don't know how to characterize it right now. But it um, th- that's that's new. I don't ever remember somebody taking out a, a beta recorder back in the '80s and calling Crime Stoppers and then showing it to their buddies. <laughs> you know Maybe what I mean? This day, so. Isn't it virtue yeah. signaling of the highest order? Absolutely. Look at me doing the right but, thing. But it's more than that. It's showing off. It's not virtue. Not the virtue of it. I think people are trying to get their shit to go viral. But see, it's also it's on both sides. Because I've also seen, this is an older video, maybe a year or two old, at least that's when I first saw it, of, it was a woman in the back of an Uber, or a Lyft, I, I don't know which one, but it was one of those ride service jobs, and she cut her camera on, and basically started playing sweet as, sweet as can be when the camera was on, and the driver was losing his mind because she said, take me to the hospital, he took her to the hospital, she said she needed to go to the emergency room, so he drove up to the emergency room entrance. She refused to get out of the car because she kept saying, I don't know where I'm at. He's like, you're at the hospital. There's the emergency room door right there. That's where you asked me to take you. That's where I took you. Please get out of my car. <clears throat> By the time she cut the camera on, she refused to get out of his car to where he's like, God damn it, just get the fuck out of my fucking car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she it- calls the cops, and the cops show up, and they're like, what's the problem here? And he's like, I, she asked me to bring her here. Here she is. She won't get out of the fucking car. What do you want me to do here? I don't know what else to fucking do. And they're like, ma'am, where did you want to go? The hospital. It's right there. There's the entrance. Well, he didn't tell me that. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, yeah. And it, it, if you were dumb enough like I was to go in the comment sections, the people supporting this chick, yeah. working, passive-aggressively working this guy up into a fucking frothing frenzy, was amazing. And you could, I mean, everything's, race is interjected into everything these days. Yeah, so fuck yeah. it. I'm out, you know, whatever. Pass me my, my clean white sheets from the fucking, from the, the dry cleaner, I guess. They're clean uh, this week. Sweet. The driver was white. Yeah, I got the mustard stains out. The driver was white, and you could tell by the chick's voice she was black. Right. And of course, that interjected Here a whole comes. new level of bullshit okay. into it. And this goes all this all this that that story at least probably all came back to Trump, right? Goes back to what we were talking about. Then it devolves into that. People understand instinctively that what they're seeing most of the time, or a lot of the time, at least a significant enough part of the time, where they can question everything they see. They know that what they're seeing is bullshit. And how do you know? Because people are smart enough now; they're they're becoming savvy enough and vile enough to know that creative editing will get them attention. They can provoke a response in somebody, click the camera on or cut the camera. See, you know, I, I do photo or uh, video editing. I can do a pretty good editing job and make somebody seem like they're vile cunts too. But people now actively do that. They premeditate. And it's, uh, how are you supposed to combat this? People act like they're so self-righteous and that they're, that they're so 
wanting the truth and blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah, you get tons of people who will go out and actively engineer this stuff. That's, that's the bigger story here. I mean, we're, we're becoming almost what we all almost universally proclaim to despise, yet we become it ourselves. I mean, this is just, it's... I just figured I out how I'm going to get the show attention. Yeah. I'm going to be the guy that goes viral shaming the people, shaming people. And it's, it goes beyond that. <laughs> you can record that. me recording yeah. people. Shit goes, about the people recording the people. It goes beyond that. I mean, people are putting on an avatar show with everything from their Twitter accounts to their Facebook pages. It's not. It's not far from the. It's not far from the same thing. A presentation and a show to get attention, and you know, maybe to victimize somebody else at the same time, whether they deserve it or not. Because we love people that are vile now, right? We love to castrate and crucify. Anybody who's a racist or a sexist or whatever. So if you can make somebody innocent seem like they're a racist and sexist, boy, we won't have any trouble lathering up the mob and making ourselves look like a poor victim at the same time, will we? Hey, man. I don't know. I told you guys. Maybe I told you, Todd. Maybe you didn't. Oh, I saw it like three or four years ago when I was in New Jersey. This girl was getting her ass beat by another girl, and everyone just stood around and recorded it rather than first thing thinking like, hey, um, that chick's getting her ass beat. No one wants to help her. We're just gonna stand around and record it. That's the first time I was kind of like, "Did you help her?" I just kind of had. I mean, I didn't help. I'll just say that. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking like, "Wow, everyone's sitting there just watching her get her ass beat. No one's thinking like, hey, man, that's a human being getting their fucking face beat in. No one wants to go help. Why didn't you help? Because fuck that, I get shot. This is New Jersey, <laughs> I'm not trying man. to play gotcha, but I mean, it's 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 an ironic well, I'm, thing. I'm not. I'm not trying to say I stepped in and tried to be. Fucking the white hat with my fedora on. Fuck that. I'm just. I don't know, it was just kind of observational moment. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I did notice I was the only person standing around not recording it on my phone. Like, hey, check this out. Like that wasn't my first instinct. Was like, oh, I need to record this. I guess well, that's what I noticed. I'm just. I can, I'm not, I, can t- I can tell you for, from my experience. And Chris was at this party. It was a specs party. Why I don't bother to help anymore, especially if it's if 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 women are involved. That's because we were at I can't remember the guy's house, but remember he had the the checkerboard tile in the basement. And we played in his basement. You remember how I'm, t- remember how I'm talking about Chris? Jason Mullins. Thank you. But yes. don't ask me what I ate for breakfast today. Yes, <clears throat> at one of the there was two of those parties. At one of those parties, we were downstairs playing. We took a break. I went upstairs and I went into his living room, and I'm talking to a few different people. And all of a sudden, a scuffle breaks out. And next thing I know, Jason's got this chick by the throat and he's got her on the ground. Now, I didn't grab Jason. I didn't grab the chick. I just tried to get in the middle of him because I'm thinking, oh, shit. No matter what, cops show up. Chick got, you know, says she got choked. Anybody with a dick is now under suspicion. And all hell's going to break loose. I got weed. I got warrants. You know what I'm saying? And Jason grabbed me and told me to get the fuck out of the middle of it. Ain't got nothing to do with me or he's going to beat my ass. And that's why I put my hands up and I said, then kill that fucking cunt and go to jail, faggot. And that's the last time I, that's the last time I fucking, mm-mm. there's, there's no good deed goes unpunished these days. It does not matter what you're trying to do. And I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't trying to restrain him or restrain her i was just trying to get in the middle to where they would be separated that way he wouldn't kill the bitch by choking that's why i don't get in the middle of shit todd that and i'm 41 i ain't fighting no more i'm just gonna shoot your ass (laughs) yeah 
No, I wasn't trying to play gotcha with you, Chris. I was just, it, it was curious. Oh, I, was, no. I was trying to figure out, I mean, it's a, I understand the, the instinct to think that, and I also understand the instinct not to get involved with it. And that, that, that disconnect there between what somebody should do yet not doing it yourself. I Again, guess I'm not what I don't understand is like, I, I understand not getting involved versus instinct to let's record this. Like, I don't understand yeah. why that's most people's instinct. Like, my instinct was just like, I want to get in my car, get the fuck out of here. The police are going to be here. I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to stand around and watch. And pretty yeah. much everyone within my general uh, sphere at the time, where the instinct was to pull out cell phone and record. Right. Yeah, well, I understand that. I, I don't understand it, but I, I understand the instinct to record it. Everybody wants to put it on Facebook. <laughs> Look, like, 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 like. You know, I was out in... Uh, uh, Colorado that first year I was hitching and I was staying with, uh, this was after the dentist thing with the, at this, uh, couch surfers place that I had, uh, had rescue me from uh, drunk Dennis's truck and, um, stayed there for a few days. And toward the end of that, there was like eight kids in the house. Uh, the patriarch of the house was kind of an asshole, not kind of an asshole. He was a cunt, actually a real, like sort of Chris McCandless. I'm going to burn all my money. I hate everything. I'm an anarchist towards sort of guy just a real jerk didn't like him got along really well with his wife anyway toward the end a uh, little girl probably i think she was about six years old really sweet kid nice kid you know yeah, i don't even like kids but i like this one and uh she comes up to me and she looks at me and she goes todd why does my dad hurt me and i'm sitting here like i'm getting ready to go Damn. i'm getting my backpack around and the the guy was like a survivalist type right he was really rough on his kids he was trying to toughen them up. That was his rationalization. I understood that. But to have a little girl come up and look at you and say, why does my dad hurt me? If ever there was a time where the ide idealistic part of you would want to get involved, that would be it. Yet, what are you supposed to do? Especially being in the situation that I was in, sort of a transient at the time. I'd been staying with these people for a few days, taking advantage of their hospitality sleeping on their couch. How was I supposed to handle that? I didn't do anything. I, I said, I don't know. Sweetie, I don't know. I don't know. And I left. And it's always bothered me that I couldn't think of the right thing to do, but I thought it through at the time. And had I said anything, had I said anything to them, A, there's a fight in the house and I'm thrown out. Nothing changes. She probably gets punished. I say anything to the authorities. What, how, how are they going to prove anything? She gets punished. There was nothing I could do to solve the kid's problem. You know, it puts you, it's really easy. You know, I, I've had people, a few people that I've told that story to have been like, well, I would have done this and I would have done that. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you would do until you're in the situation. It's really easy to sit there and say on your self-righteous platform or podium what you would do and create some sort of an alternate scenario of how things would have worked out. But you don't know until you're in that situation. So I understand that, is what I was trying to say, Chris. I just wanted to kind of delve into the, the psychology of the moment. And, and I think you nailed it, nailed it right on the head, Rich. Because if you get involved with something like that, um, the positive scenarios are not plentiful. Let's put it that way. Absolutely not. It just becomes a very easy situation to be damned if you do and damned if you don't. And there's going to be people who are going to judge you no matter what. Yeah. So you yeah. just, at that point, unfortunately you have to act in your own best interest. There's no, sometimes there is no good answer. Yeah. Which brings us back to politics. <laughs> damned if the you name do. Of the episode. What's that? 
There is no good answer. There's no good answer. Yeah. So, hell of a week we've had, eh? Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, is, there any, is there any transition out of this that's not clunky? No, well, I just made it weird, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, the only thing promote I social only... media here. What's that? Is it, is it promote social media here? Just how the stencil would go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. There is no good answer here. Uh, yeah, at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. <laughs> the show Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net and. Yeah, I don't know. We're still here. We're still above ground. That counts for something, right? The sky hasn't fallen quite yet. We're Suck here. Air. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> something of that nature. Did we lose Aaron? No, I'm here. Hi, Aaron. You've been quiet. I miss you. Well, you have to hear from him next week. Show's <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst ending ever. It's like thud. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. All see right. You. Later, guys. Later. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.